Taking off in five, four, three, two. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just got some sad news. Some extremely sad news. Um, you know, it's not every day that we hear something that just um, it makes you break down like this. That Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh are going to be hosting the Golden Globes. My life, for one, will never be the same. Uh, I will forever be in mourning for this fact. And yeah, like super unexciting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's what I said before we before we started recording. Yeah. Um, not that I'm watching these award shows these days, anyways. Like I think we talked about this Oscars. Uh, Grammys, Golden Globes, SAG Awards. I'm not watching that shit, but like, yeah. like w- when. Uh, well, can we pause real quick? SAG Awards. That's just a very unfortunate name for a <laughs> SAG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds close to sack. Uh, it's like you sack your pants. It just it does not have your, your balls sack. Yeah, the, yeah. Nothing good sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it doesn't that that way leads madness. Yeah, yeah your, yeah. your pants aren't meant to sag. That yeah. was a prison thing. Yeah, to invite other prison inmates into <laughs> into your cell at night. That, that's how it started. That's why people started sagging their pants. Oh, yeah. So I send no invitations <laughs> to, to uh, well, current you, or re- former inmates. Yeah, reject I'm not all sag invites. Yeah. You just uh, <laughs> you don't want to go to that event. Yeah, all yeah. sag. Yeah. Not, what else, what else sags? Nah, everything. Uh, your, your, uh, your your breasts when you get older. And, uh, yeah, that as well as. Um, I'm thinking food. I don't know why I'm keep thinking food. What sags after yeah, you leave it out for food. a while? So, I'm thinking of soggy. So, I think I'm thinking of soggy. soggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either way, uh, it's the pits, just like the Golden Globes is probably going to be. Yeah, sagging is a sign of age, and I think SAG Awards has age beyond its <laughs> uh, term of relevance. Yeah. So, yeah, let's well, wrap that up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, with this uh, Sandra Oh and uh, Andy Sandberg. Hold uh, on. I, th- I think, Faye, you were going to s- say something before. No, I, we um, I got a. I don't know. I feel multiple ways about this. Um, mm. I, I like Sandberg. Um, I think he's funny. Um, I think what he can do live. And what he might be able to provoke as far as some controversial shit. I'm kind of excited to see. Um, Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy, which I do not watch, but I hear good things about it. Um, I, I'm i kind of like excited to see what the hell she'll do. I'm not expecting much, but it's like it's like trying to watch. It's like watching a train wreck. Or, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for that to see if like, oh, shit, this is going to go real bad or she might surprise us, you know. Maybe she's she's the MVP. I don't know. No, I mean I think like these award shows, right? When there's like a dual hosting, it's about like personalities, you know, playing off of each other, and you know we know what to expect from Andy Sandberg. Is that his name? Sandberg? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know what to expect expect from Sandra O, oh, but yeah. their their personalities may mesh well together. She might be you know a bit more like formal, a bit more like. Like leading. she might be funny as hell. We yeah, don't she even might know be funny. She might like lead the show more, mm-hmm. and then Andy may be like the you know comedic humor, the color but, commentator. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna watch it anyway. I don't, yeah. it, it wouldn't matter who was hosting it. I yeah. wouldn't watch it. I'm I'm rejecting all of that. I, I expect nothing but nonsense um, for from either of them. I so I, I am kind of a fan of uh, Andy Sandberg, um, but his shtick. Like I, I was saying before the show started, uh, it, it runs, you know, it it, 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 you get over it pretty quickly. Like he's funny for a second. Then you see him do kind of the same things and you're kind of just like, okay, what else is on TV? You know? Um, and I think that 
you know, the Golden Globes is going to be probably the same, more of the same of that, where he's going to like open it up with like a joke. It's going to be funny at first. And then he's going to somehow repeat either the same joke or same manner in which he, you know, um, uh, delivers the joke. And you're just going to be like, all right. Are they showing a rerun of any of the Avengers movie? Can I yeah. watch that? <laughs> he, he reminds he's like a more refined Dane Cook. Um, I mean, Dane Cook was obviously huh. more stand up. Sandberg yeah. is more like television, um, you know, comedic acting. Yeah. Uh, he does have that like very particular style of comedy, but yeah. it's it's had a long run. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine is what on its like seventh season or Surprisingly, something. Surprisingly, I thought they would have cut that yeah. bad boy after like the second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, no. You know what? They did get rid of it. Fox got rid of it, and now it's at NBC. If I'm not mistaken. It's either NBC. It's still or, a, it's still a running show. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah. Somehow, so some way, they know people in high places. He, he and he's one of the top billed actors on that show. So yeah, it, he's doing something right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna watch that. Uh, yeah. The, the, you know what he's doing right? Golden Globes anyway. Yeah. He was born white. That's what he did. Right. <laughs> <So Yeah. I'm, laughs> that was a joke. It, uh, that was a very it, unnecessary you, joke. Very far. No, that's. <laughs> That wasn't a joke. It can get you very far. Even Warren Buffett said it. Like, uh, I, I was watching this thing the other day with Warren Buffett, and he was like, they were talking about like, you know, what's your secret to success, Warren? Like, you know, what did you do right that most other people did wrong? And he was like, a big part of it. He was like, well, you know, I was born a white man, which uh, is very helpful in, in being yeah. successful, especially Honest. during during the time that uh, he became successful. You know, Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett's kind of woke. If you and, and I and I hate that word in all of its iterations, but Warren Buffett, he's kind of no. he's kind of with the shit. You know? lives in a regular house, drives a Lincoln. Um, uh, I think it's like a Lincoln, one of the old Lincoln Town cars. Well, that makes you wonder himself. for people like Warren Buffett, what's it all about? If you're not using your shit to like floss and do shit, like, and he's not one of those. Or at least he doesn't seem like one of those maniacal. I'm planning to take over the world types. Mm-hmm. He kind of just seems like. I just like making money for the sake of making money. Yeah, I mean, but Nelly, I'll also, I'm not a dick. Nelly asked the question best. You know, what goods all the money if you ain't popping the bottles? What goods all the fame if you ain't popping the models? So I, I don't know what's up with it for Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we should get N- Warren Buffett's Nelly's models. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sage advice. Provoke. Yeah. Um, no, but that, that, that's yeah. kind of true. Like, if you're not doing, like, if you're not, like, using it for, hey, like, the, I'm doing things that make me just happy i'm living yeah. i mean i'm sure he fun does life. but yeah, it's yeah, not I'm sure obvious to us yeah um then it's like why aren't you using the money to affect like warren buffett could fix the the, the water mains and pipelines <laughs> in all of michigan Flint, yeah yeah he, he could have fixed that problem by now right yeah. um he could uh he could fix a lot of problems that are going on around around the country yeah now th- there's a reason why he doesn't do it because you know if he if he just step if he just steps in and throws a bunch of money on a problem and even if he solves it it's gonna hurt a lot of his other rich friends uh no so i don't, I don't I think, think that's, that's why you step in uh, or why you would hesitate stepping in but no, i think you would hesitate not think that that's part of it right like let's say if you could fix a big problem that like the energy companies or um the pharmaceutical companies or whatever are profiting from. Yeah. Um, that would hurt a lot of like, especially if you're a billionaire, it may hurt your other billionaire friends. For shit like that. Yeah. But like for Flint, Michigan, I don't know who's, <laughs> I don't know who's benefiting from them not having clean water. Yeah. I mean, but you gotta, you gotta wonder like, you know, these billionaires, right? Like, and I think the cost of uh, the estimated cost of fixing all of like Flint, Michigan's pipelines was like 
seven million dollars right 11 million dollars like, i mean but that's it, it's like a weird thing when you think about because it, it's like <clears throat> for one obviously you know how do we not have any government funds to actually take care of that too okay i'm pretty sure you can start a fucking uh fucking uh indiegogo or some shit to raise some money online to fix that shit and i'm sure you would raise some money fairly quickly so it's like why haven't we done this? Yeah, shit? I mean JJ Watt, uh, the yeah, defensive end like for uh, the Texans, right? Yeah, raised like 40, 50 million yeah. for the Hurricane <clears throat> in Houston, right? Yeah. Um, why hasn't the same thing been done for um, uh, you know, Flint, Michigan, right? Yeah. And, and and part of it, I I think like legislation behind it's super slow, and like government slow anyway. But it's like, like, there's no white we... superstar that's like the face of the donation, you know? That's really. Well, no, I've seen plenty of people talk about Flint. Talk about uh, it, but no, but campaign but that's, for it, like, like what JJ Watt did. No, I'm, that's why I'm that. Like, that's literally what I'm asking is why hasn't somebody just started some shit and be like, all right, hey, donate. And even yeah. if even if you don't have a celebrity behind it, I'm sure people can look. People donated to that couple who uh, uh, pretended like they helped a homeless the homeless couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they got millions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. No, no, I don't think they got millions. A couple hundred thousand. Yeah, it was, oh. it, was, it, was, it was in the thousands. Yeah, it was in hundreds of thousands. Um, so I'd be hard to believe that even if you didn't have a, some sort of big face celebrity behind it, you could still raise uh, enough money to fix Flint's problem. Yeah, here's what I yeah. think the problem in Flint, Michigan, is right. Yeah, it's. They don't want to fix the pipelines. They Yikes. want they want the people who are living there yeah. to move mm-hmm. so they can redevelop Ooh. the land, right? Mm. Spicy take. So they can build like a new town, new communities, like yeah. you know, they can yeah. come but in and do gentrify it, so, it. But to do it so because there's, there's a lot of though, land in Flint, Michigan, as far as I understand. Is there I don't know. Um, you knock idea. down all those houses, you yeah. redevelop it, you could bring in a whole new huh. uh um, community, but, yeah, that would like they, they have no reason. Who's behind this, Raza Ghoul? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it seems like a very well orchestrated <laughs> plot to Shit, like. It might be years Warren Buffett. in the fucking making. Yeah, it yeah, might be Warren Buffett. Buffett. He well, might be secretly behind <laughs> it. Like, okay, all right, I'll take I'll take back everything I said about Warren. Then. Sprinkle a little bit more poison in that water. <laughs> you know who? Could They're not help moving help. as fast as we wanted them to move. Who yeah. could help? Our girl Captain Marvel. Well, before she helps, does she have a? <laughs> hey, it's your boy T.O. As you know, it's your boy O. Rain. Real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yeah, Fabian here, aka Walter Longcoat, and uh, we are the Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related. And last week, our last episode, I did forget to say, and any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. For some reason, I mm. I decided to leave that off, but I'm I nervous. always have to remind you. Ner- okay, <laughs> never. I'm never nervous. Uh, but uh, yeah, we like to talk about any goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, so yeah, I believe Fabe, uh, you were about to transition into to uh, Captain the Marvel new happenings in Marvel. Um, did the trailer drop today or was it yesterday? No, no, it was uh, it was Monday actually. I think it dropped during the Monday night football. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, it yeah. did because yeah. I watched it last night. Actually, yeah, no who, volume. Who played that game? Redskins uh, and Philly. Redskins oh, and Philly. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to JP. Uh, I know that was a tough loss. Uh, I know about these things lately. I can uh, I can attest to yeah, some hard yeah. losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you lose to the uh, the, the the Cardinals, I think it's a very dark time mm. in your kingdom. Sanchez, uh, yeah. known for the uh, infamous butt fumble, Sanchez. may have <laughs> redeemed Sanchez. himself with the butt yeah. recovery. 
<laughs> if you saw it again, did you I, see it again? Yeah, I did no, not no. see that like part of it. Recovered a fumble with his butt, and it was just everybody oh, in the I bar just started yeah. laughing. Yeah. Like only Sanchez. <laughs> I got. Yeah. I got to go watch that clip. Um, yeah, but yeah, so Captain Marvel uh, trailer aired, um, and 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 I didn't see it then, but I just watched it a few minutes before we started recording. Um, I mean, like the action looks like it's going to be really good in this one. Looks like there's going to be is this going to be an action packed movie? Um, you know, I, I know like they say Captain Marvel is the one who's going to come in and challenge Thanos for, um, you know, for that motherfucking watch he got on with all them diamonds <laughs> on it. <laughs> the Rolly. Um, the Rolly. Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I, and I guess I just have to do my research on Captain Marvel. I, I don't see it. I, well, she, she is one of the strongest uh, uh, characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, I, got, I just got to do my research. I know she comes from the line or the race, the pre. I believe they're called Kree. Uh, Kree? Yeah. No, the Kree is the uh, the villains of the movie. No, no, no. I think that's the uh, the, the scrolls. scrolls. The scrolls. Yeah. And scrolls. I could be mixing it up, but I think it I is. I thought it was pre. Kree, pre, Prius, whatever. Prehistoric. She's a Creed. Something. Well, so we. What's your name? She's a Creed. Michael B comes out. I know. I got you. Sis. I'm all about it. So we did basically figure out, or they um shed some light onto more. I think of what it's gonna be about the movie, which is I think is gonna shed a large light on the um historic war between the uh, the the Kree and the Scroll um army races, and I think the the, the Scroll are generally bad guys that are shapeshifters and they're here on earth which is what that first clip is about when she uh, punches that uh, but you see like my problem the with lady. the uh trailer is that it explains none of that right and i'm not looking for the trailer to like explain to me the entire mm-hmm. movie but uh, and, I, and i actually weirdly enough i'm really excited for the movie but the trailers just have been misses for me. I, I, yeah, I don't know what's been. Yeah, missing. I mean, like, like just now when I when I watched the trailer, I, like I said, it looked action packed. But I like and what were my exact words as soon as it was done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, two, all right, t- two different perspectives. I think. I think, and I don't know like uh, a lot about the uh, the Kree versus Scroll, but I um did some reading up on it. Like maybe like. I don't know, a couple months ago, that's when I really found out about them. So I think if you know anything about that, you can kind of see that coming. But yeah, if you don't know anything about them, I think you look at the trailer, though, and you're still like, I, I don't know, no, like, what's going to happen here? Like, Yeah, I mean, the, the second trailer introduced, um, you know, the the villain, right? Like, who's going to be the did antagonist? It? Who was the actual yeah, antagonist? Yeah, like, it didn't. <laughs> well, at, at least we know that, like, there's, like, the, the, the Kree or Scrolls, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so Scrolls we, we, we kind of got that from the it first not, trailer. It didn't so. identify a person? No, because I didn't know about the Scrolls. Yeah, whatever. I don't think it really no, did. because the, the, the same scene in the, um, when she's on the uh, 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 Metro, uh, it's the same scene from the first trailer. And it's kind of the same thing where she punched the lady. She punched the lady. Yeah. I don't remember that from the first trailer. Uh, well, fair enough. They didn't yeah. do it in two trailers. Yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> this is brand new. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think the reason why um, uh, the reason why I, I don't think that it's very I don't know exciting or whatever the case is uh, is because. I, and, and I've really been trying to think about it because I'm like, why don't I why like I'm excited for it. I, I'm oddly enough excited for the movie, but I'm not. The trailers just aren't doing anything for me. And I think it's because they are trying to throw a lot of things out there that aren't like they didn't work for it. For instance, right. Um, 
with trailers you sort of need to build a story specifically for the trailers even if that's not ultimately the story that you're trying to tell right you at least need to give us like a beginning middle end to your trailer with these uh with the the captain marvel trailers they kind of just threw a whole lot of random shit in there and all of it's not very connected you know um where it talks about her and like where she comes from but then it also talks about these scrolls but none of that's very connected and it's just like just give me one thread i don't need a whole bunch of extra shit just give me like one like one storyline line yeah i can, I can, I can just follow and yeah. boom i'm with yeah, you the trailer was a bunch of random shit like like you know here's when she was at that one holiday party here's when she got a dui now she's fighting in space like look here's a little bit of her background here's like the the villain that's it yeah, yeah. I felt it like, was just like what i felt like i followed it well but that's you have to have some type of prior knowledge to what's going on like i think the bad guys and the enemies and a lot of the characters in here aren't house names so when you see this and you haven't done any sort of research or don't have a friend with a comic book i mean i think you are totally kind of clueless i think you may be able to tell that there's some mystery with their origins and they need to figure that out but um other than that you're you're, you're really um kind of lost but um with that being said i mean it did look like it's gonna take the action up another level um the cgi space fights <laughs> look like they're about to get crazy yeah so. well you, I, I you think know, they're gonna give us some action kind of similar to what we got from like um uh, the winter soldier right well, which was one of the more action-packed marvel movies that they well brought. Th- and honestly it wasn't the one of the more action-packed at least to me it was more and more intelligently um coordinated movies Nigga, as far it was action-packed what are you talking can about I, it had the best fight scenes I, of any movie can i explain what i mean uh, you, yeah, no, no, I get it, but it was action packed. Okay, so why are you fighting me so hard when you understand exactly? Well, what because I mean? you said I, I don't think it was action packed. Because I, I don't, it I don't was this. Think, it can be think both. of all the fucking Marvel movies, and you're telling me Captain America: Winter Soldier was the most action packed. Yes, I, I, no, e- even the cast members not, said it. Listen to what I am telling you. It is not action packed, right? But it, the action scenes in it were well done. That's it's what action, I'm saying. Action packed. Okay, all right. <laughs> moving on <laughs> um uh I, I, but ironically enough I, I you know i was hearing some comments online or reading some comments online and uh they were saying like oh the cgi looks like trash and i was like does it i don't know i didn't feel yeah it. i didn't i didn't I mean, really feel I like they looked at it more like, closely with a microscope but i don't know just looking at I it mean, all hand, as it far fun. as <laughs> things flying in space blowing other shit up I thought it looked pretty decent. Yeah. yeah, it looked really good, actually. I want to know who these people are who, like, say, oh, the CGI is trash. They're probably just like, Bitch, like, <laughs> like, what do you do with your life? Junior <laughs> graphic designers. No, you didn't. Like, you they only <laughs> ever designed one website. No, they probably didn't get picked up for that project. Right? Yeah. They probably passed sure. over them. No, like, it was some podcast. They didn't even call me back. <laughs> that, that was trash. No, no, no. They, they, they don't hate it. It was, it was some podcast or... Or, or or some some um critic team or something and they were like fuck this looks pretty all right well we gotta say we don't like something uh, yeah you always get more ears by trashing something than you do exactly bigging up something right so like people will pay attention to you more if you be like if you have some like i, I and this is why i really hated reading reviews like early on in life was because it would always be like you know they spent like 12 hours trying to think of the perfect way to try to fucking shit on this movie yeah and then the good reviews they're like oh yeah it was tight 
yeah. and then just move on. Yeah, unfortunately, like, good, good reviews are never like detailed and thoughtful, yeah. but like the hateful shit is like, oh my, uh, they oh, come up with the most poetic shit. Yeah, uh, or at least it's like read worthy. You're like, I want to read through this hateful yeah. shit and <laughs> yeah. like find out who this person is. Now I'm on their page. Now I've like looked at eight of their pictures. If it's like Instagram, <laughs> yeah. now I'm on their website, and then all the while the person is like, keep following the rabbit, yeah. like keep coming down that yeah, rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah. Now you're buying our product. <laughs> yeah, um, but along with that, uh, the, the 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 rumor is the word on the street is they're replacing Brie Larson. Ooh, fuck you, no. Of Shit. course, my girl Brie's staying in play. She's she's going to be the the uh, MVP of the Marvel League. Once this movie drops, I guarantee it. I stand behind. Was it Frank Luke? I stand behind it. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah he didn't say it like that. He, he said it exactly I like that. You it. said it like you were from the suburbs. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, rumor has it uh, that we are going to be getting finally after all. I'm telling you, the, I thought the trailer was going to come out the day before the fucking movie would show up. We're finally getting the Avengers Four trailer. Mm, when Friday? Whoa! Friday! Finally, whoa. it's time. It yeah. is time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a dropping at midnight. I don't know. <laughs> if they if they <laughs> were smart, up. they would drop it at like five and uh, p.m. You know what I mean? Like right in the middle of fucking rush hour. People sitting on everybody traffic, would be on the side of ninety five. <laughs> everybody <laughs> you know uh I, I would drop it in the middle of the day so everybody's forced to stop what they're doing and check it out i wouldn't do that shit at night i wouldn't do it when it's do convenient. it do it when you're gonna like impact yeah society everyone across the country they, they, like, drop it as soon as the, the no but the, friday the stock market opens yeah no trades <laughs> oh, it's like the dow jones was eight <laughs> seven hundred points today all of the traders were uh watching the that's a bad time that's usually when stuff gets buried that's when, when you, you can affect stuff. change no, no that's friday. no that's when you know you're you're the bully in the schoolyard when you could drop some shit at some unorthodox time and still fucking uh, move the view numbers up it was actually supposed to uh i think uh show today but because of uh, uh, uh george gw's gw uh uh burial or funeral what was it i, I didn't i didn't watch memorial it. sir I don't, I don't know something um uh they uh they held it off i hear until friday that's what the sources are telling me that's what my connects are telling me when i say connects you guys at marvel random shit on the internet that's i, I have no connects i don't know why do people yeah. give a fuck so much about what about what i mean uh, yeah he was the president um other than that like why do we care so much didn't wasn't he the one who kind of ultimately started you know the beef we had with uh the middle east oh, which who, ultimately uh, yeah, which well, but the, okay, but just like all, uh, not maybe not all, but uh, majority of presidents, it's like a mixed bag, right? He did some shitty stuff. He did some decent stuff. Depends. Yeah, let him die, bury him. I don't need. Okay, why? Why do you say that though? Out of curiosity, like, do you know specifically what he did? No, no. So I mean, like again, I, I just always find it like really interesting when I mean, it's it's great to you know celebrate, but celebrate someone's life and maybe have like a you know a nice burial for them, but. 
for it to be like national news and and it's a fucking former president of the united states yeah i mean like what do you so (laughs) it's gonna happen yeah i I mean yeah but me personally i i I didn't care i mean and 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 not from an inhuman point of view like rest in peace yeah Um, yeah absolutely but i wasn't gonna watch the coverage like okay so if obama passes you will though yeah probably probably. but that's what i'm saying like that's like the weird part to me is it's like okay because you don't fuck with this guy like it's like the reason why we care about will i watch the entire coverage no Will I pay attention to it? No, yeah. but even the apathy that you were just saying of like, didn't you just give it us into like the Middle East or something? Like, it, it's like, it's like I, when I hear people say that, what I hear them say is, uh, oh, this person did something I think I don't like. Therefore, I don't give a shit about them dying. But it's like the reason why we care about any of them, Obama, Clinton, whoever the fuck else, George Bush, whatever, is because they were the president because they held that title. Right. It's more about the title than it is what they did. All these what presidents they did didn't do. Yeah, all no, these no, presidents no. did fucked up shit. All of them now, did granted, something like I said, good. If, if Obama, you know, when when he passes away, uh, hopefully just from old age. Um, I'm gonna be like, damn! I'm not gonna watch the coverage. I already know that. <laughs> Fuck. Fair enough. No, no. Like I was saying, um, just as, as human to human type thing, you know, rest in peace. And I'm never gonna like disrespect on that type of level. But no, I don't care to watch the coverage when Obama passes. I'll probably be a lot more interested. Um, you remember when? Uh, who, who's when Prince Harry married? Um, who's that white chick he married? Um, the one with the bad sister. Uh, Kate uh, Middleton. Kate, yeah. What was the sister name? Uh, Pippa. Pippa yeah, Middleton. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was like national, nationally televised. It's like why the fuck do we care about the prince and princess or the king and queen of the Great Britain getting married in in in, in Maryland? Mister Bush put a fuck? lot of black people in jail. A lot the, during um this war on drugs. So. Uh, he's all right. Rest in peace. But yeah, know. Reagan did. Bush did. Yeah. Uh, oh, Hillary, Bill Clinton definitely did with yeah. uh, you know, that act that they passed. Obama didn't really do shit for niggas. Yeah. So, um, okay. So like, uh, fuck so no, 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 not fucking, but uh, you know, rest, <laughs> rest in peace, GW. Uh, I, I just don't care for like the grandeur. Of, and that's like, fine these, too. These, these I don't events. think we all need to to watch these things to. To, to uh, solidify or verify whether we care or not, you know, what I mean, um, it's, it's, it's just television at the end of the day. It's, it's just television. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's just t- something put together for rating. Uh, it is. It's, it's television. You Did, know? Like, they like, know like, this is the thing. The president dies. Everyone's gonna watch. Like, I, I saw Tylenol stuff about, says hey, how much for that slot. You know, I saw stuff about people um, like crying and and. You know his dog. I mean, if he was your president, like, I, I could see why. You <laughs> his know? dog got like five hundred thousand new followers, and there was media coverage about the presidential dog. Oh yeah, like he, laying in front of the uh, the casket yeah, that the like, dog he was oh, just doing what he yeah, really. And, and, then, and then and then she's at, tired or some shit. Then at the bottom of the screen, the United States' largest pharmaceutical company <laughs> uh, just passed <laughs> legis or yeah. Senate just passed yeah, legislation, legislation that's yeah. gonna fuck us all over. But look at the president's dog. Yeah, Yo, get out of here. I mean, it's all cool. I ain't got no problem with it, but it is, you know, it's just TV. It's just TV. Yeah, I, I still, I still, I'm still not understanding this whole. It's just TV. It's like just TV. That this is a big, you know, this is a big deal. You know, a lot of people are getting some money behind this. You know, someone big goes. It's a, 
it's a ceremony, but somebody's like, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back and watch the coverage. <laughs> Yo, so, uh, but let me say this. As soon as Bush died, somebody at one of them offices said, yeah, we about to get paid. We'll put this shit so on TV. So you think that it, that's the same for everybody? What do you mean? Anybody who dies who's like famous or like Anybody who notable. gets some type of cer- cer- ceremony like that. I mean. But. I think when Aretha Franklin just passed, somebody yeah. was like, yeah. Cadillac put aired. this shit on TV. Oh, yeah. So, so, wait, 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 wait. So, so are you saying that. Like, are, are you saying that they shouldn't put that on TV? No, no, no. I'm not saying they should. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's just TV. That's not saying whether it's bad or good. But they're going to have I mean, the funeral service with, yeah, with or without the TV. I can there. tune in or I can tune out. I mean, it's not really a service that I need to do to watch it. It's not like I'm not loving my country or you hey you didn't watch the ceremony you you know you unpatriotic no <laughs> whatever. no I, i'm saying like they they would have the ceremony with or without the tvs there so it's yeah like it would but the only way i would be able to watch it is tv exactly but it doesn't it's not pressing to me is is to me it's just like anything else on tv at the moment like okay, okay. like to you oh, okay i yeah. got gotcha. okay. you it's, un- yeah. it's like you're not gonna watch this i can watch yeah, yeah okay else. nbc i get yeah. you but yeah. what i do think is interesting is um like you know for these televised spots right obviously the the networks that are airing and they're still like vying or they're you know they're hurrying to sell um you know commercial spots yeah right? a lot of that um <laughs> so i, I do want to go back and watch like who uh, <laughs> what they were saying? What advertise Tacoma know, trucks? It was probably a lot of pharmaceutical yeah. stuff. Yeah. Chevy. Whose death was the Super Bowl? Pretty big hard on for the pharmaceutical companies right now. <laughs> Do you like today? Well, they force you to give up stock in it or some shit. No, no, he's old guy. Old okay. people. A lot oh, of yeah. old people who Take like were drugs. Yeah. You know who were alive when he was president or when he was in office. Yeah, you probably watched that. Well, um, everybody, everybody's alive who was. I mean, not everybody, but obviously, but well, a majority. You know, of there are certain presidents that you. Um, identify with more because, oh like, God, ma- did you see what they did with Bob Dole? What did they have like? Uh, oh Dole my God, they like or something? they like propped him up out of his wheelchair and just had him like salute him, but they had to like help him every inch. It was yeah. just, it was like, yo, just I guess let he's the next. dude chill. <laughs> I guess he's next. To that? <laughs> don't, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> yeah, see, and th- and then it's a lot of that, man. You're getting a lot of people who shouldn't be on tv like you have yeah, people looking man. half dead it looked oh uh, it looks someone God has to awful. like wave on cue like it's just like all right man jesus <laughs> like anyway. I, I really do hate that pageantry of it you're you're right about that i i hate that just, part of just, it yeah if i was in my just live stream it just <laughs> tell me what happened you know yeah. I, i'm gonna be in one of those boxes i'm surprised like jim nance doesn't come on at the start of it <laughs> good hello friends <laughs> like but, he does you, when he does golf you know what's actually really interesting is, is that uh I, I was reading or I st- at least i started the reader article and then i did not <laughs> fully read it uh about uh how the uh, uh you know the news networks uh like these 24-hour news networks are just like they're basically just wwe yeah that, that's it that's all it is it's like yeah. promos out the ass right it's like, oh my god tune in at eight o'clock when anderson cooper squares off with some other motherfucker that yeah. nobody gives a shit about tune in breaking news and like everything's breaking news even though it's like okay yeah uh trump took a shit yeah breaking news donald trump uses one ply outrageous <laughs> and it's just like yeah some uh, of the breaking news doing? stuff you hear it's like Yo, that's not breaking. News. Yeah, that, that's, that's just, that's just that's, new information. That, well, that's barely even news. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even like 
I hate when it's some shit I want to hear and they're like tune in at 11 tonight and it's like 4 p.m. or like <laughs> 9 in the a.m. You're like, fuck, I really want to hear that story. Yeah, tell me, tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why God invented YouTube. Yeah. Just crush Yo, that shit later. <laughs> uh, so there, there was the thing I'm not going to do. It'll be like Salmonella breakout. Like tune in at 11 to find out. I'm like, shit, I want to know where that's at. But <laughs> there, I'm not going to check. There was this thing I was watching where like there was like the, um, there was two live coverages of like something that was happening. I think it was like um when Mueller was uh someone was being indicted or it was some Trump thing right yeah and then one news network was like you know they did the whole breaking news segment uh breaking news this just happened in in the Mueller probe or whatever because it was like news that was expected to happen right Mm -hmm. something that was like going to happen for sure they're just waiting for it to happen yeah the news news networks are scrambling to see who quote unquote breaks it first yeah and this one network i think it was like fox news or cnn or something like that did the whole breaking news segment before it actually happened and then they had to like retract it like they didn't retract it they just hey we're gonna break this first because we know it's gonna happen and we want to yeah. be the first network to do the breaking i news think thing. i sort of vaguely remember what you're talking about it was like yeah it was, it was like something where it was just like this is in all likelihood is going to happen but it hadn't really happened yet. So and we're just like, say it happened because it we, happened. Yeah. And, and, and it's I, like, I get wait. it because you know, you're obviously going to get the most of the viewership, right? Because yeah. you broke it first, but yeah. it's, it's just crazy how the news works. Yeah. Um, but anyway, fuck them. Let's talk about some YouTube. So yeah. I was looking at this, um, I think it's been all over like Instagram and, and Forbes. And if you Google, it's just all over the internet. So Forbes list, recently published uh, the new list of like the, or Forbes magazine recently published the newest list of like the highest earners on YouTube right so yeah. it used to be like Nick and Paul Logan and then there was um <laughs> yeah you can never get their dude names, awesome right? or whatever uh it's Jake and Logan Paul. whatever yeah. Logan um so <laughs> the newest high highest earner on YouTube is this 7-year-old kid named Ryan who uh his show or his uh, what's it called his channel is called ryan of ryan toy reviews so he's a seven-year-old kid and he does toy reviews and all these like toy companies these networks um you know obviously they send him a bunch of products and what he does is he'll, he'll play with the toy for like 20 30 minutes and he'll he'll kind of give a toy review and he is one of the highest viewed highest rated highest earning or he is the highest earning a uh, youtube star at roughly 22 million a year that's crazy. So huh? I didn't know toy like and like unless you have kids, you don't really know this. But YouTube toy review videos are like the most important thing to kids. Like they want to go and find out the toys that are like the most fun to play with, right? How does how does somebody's review help you out with and letting you know if it's the most fun to play with? Though, well, like I mean, I, mean, I get it. I it get it's that. it's a seven year old kid. It's not a fucking. It's not a laptop. This isn't an uh, an Apple. Pro uh, MacBook Pro. This well, is well fucking, I mean, listen. Like, yeah, so it's a Spider-Man a figurine. But you don't want to buy a do trash anything. toy. But, but, but look, it, it's a kid. It's a seven-year-old kid, right? Yeah. Someone other kids can identify with. Sure. Reviewing a toy, and I mean, I think a seven-year-old kid is probably going to be a little bit more honest than an adult will. Like, an adult will be like, you know, try this new product. Yeah. It'll do this for you, right? Because they know they're going to get paid to lie and this kid is probably a little bit more genuine like hey this is actually a fun toy you know kids are like very honest they haven't really especially at seven years old you know how to lie but not as well as an adult who's trying to sell you not as well as the kardashians who are trying to sell you (laughs) this fat burner knowing they don't use this shit they just have nutritionists and cooks and 
personal trainers. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know he he goes on, he records his video, he does the toy reviews, and then you got to think about the audience though, who's watching it. Not only your kids watching it, but adults are watching it. Why? Because adults want to get their kids the most fun toys to play with. And as an adult, you don't really know what toy to get your kids. So you go and watch these toy reviews that these kids are watching and say, hey, my kid would probably like that. Or I don't know if I want my kid to play with that. So his audience base, it's it's probably it's pretty vast. Yeah. Companies are tuning in because other companies are like watching like, oh, wow, he gave a really good review to that toy. We got to make something like that toy. We got to capitalize on it. Or he reviewed our toy and he didn't give great reviews to our toy. We got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, so this this blows up uh, the whole argument that, hey, why are athletes getting paid more than teachers? Right. At least the fucking athletes have some sort of marketable skill. Right. At least they go out and can put a fucking ball through a goddamn hoop from 13 fucking feet away. Yeah. At least they can make a pass. While 60 being yards defended. While being <laughs> defended. Hand in your face. Right. They, they, they fucking uh, QB could throw a pass 60, 70 yards down the field to score a fucking touchdown. What the fuck is this kid doing? He's no. fucking reviewing toys. No. Hey, but, but shout out to this kid, though. Fuck before. that. No. It, it's it's fuck it's, that kid. It's see, but but why? Fuck him. Why? But because why? okay. Well, maybe not fuck the kid, but fuck the people who are making this kid what he is, right? Because why? Because th- this is uh, he's it, it, gonna it's, grow up to be a terrible person. Yeah, he, he's gotta be. <laughs> like this is how the fucking Pauls started out. They just started. People started fucking watching their videos for some ungodly reason, and then you saw the fucking you see the monsters that that created. Um. Uh, the reason why I have such a problem with this is not because I'm against like people getting guap, right? Get, getting their money, getting getting in how you can, right? But it, it's such a ref- this, some, a story like that re- is a, such a reflection of where we're at as a society that somehow, some way, this seven year old kid that literally just is like, I like this toy, I don't like this toy, I like this toy, I don't like this toy, is fucking making twenty. T- Did you just hear what you just said? Yeah. This seven year old kid is making twenty two million dollars. Okay. If the kid fucking made an event invention or some shit, more power to him. The kid should get every fucking set and then some, right? If the kid fucking goes out, like does anything that's just like productive for society, how is this productive for society? This is basically just all those companies finding a back door to how to fucking uh, uh, market to your kids. Influencer that's marketing. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. No, they I mean, found a seven-year-old kid. They basically are hiring a, a kid in a commercial. That's all they're doing. So- now, I mean, I think the origins of this is like, um, you know, the, the parents were like, uh, like, do you know how moms like moms will do like product reviews for like babies and sure. like, hey, like, I'm a mom and I use these products for yeah. these reasons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think the parents were just like, hey, like, you know, you know, let review these toys and or maybe it was his idea. Like, hey, I want to re- like review I, these toys and show other kids how much fun these toys are. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the parents started recording it. They started posting videos. People started coming. And then when people start viewing, brands start paying attention. And then so, I mean, I, I think good for the parents. Right. Um, for maybe thinking of this or if he thought of it, you know, good for the parents for supporting him in doing this. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in creating I'm sure this. they are supporting him with their. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously they're cashing in Maui. Either way, this is a great idea that has turned into something very, very profitable for that family. And I think this is just, you know, this is when people have like initiative and they they, they take an idea and they run with it. And while he may not be curing cancer, um, 
he's obviously got a lot of viewers and a lot of kids are probably going to this channel to find out what the fun but, toys but that, are. That's like saying, like, shout like out to them. you remember that kid, uh, was it, his name's Welvy or the little kid. He's yeah, kind of like a little familiar. chubby kid. And he used to yeah. be like, he's like sing the song or like something like that. That, but he had like no, there was no skill, but he was just like super popular for like a minute. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I view this. It's just like this is this is more reflection about us than it is him, right? I have no problem with the family doing what they do. They're just they're just capitalizing on a moment, right? Um, but what does this say about us that we're so consumer driven? That we're willing to give this kid the 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 views, the likes, the the attention in order for him. Do you know how much he would have to how many views you have to have in order to make twenty two million dollars a year from YouTube? Yeah. Now, I mean, so so it's, it's, it's well, so, so so it's not fuck I'm that assuming kid, it's not fuck his parents. It's it's more of a for you is like a reflection on society like like what what are we doing like yeah what's happening right now like why why is that a thing like i understand like maybe kids like oh like hey let me check this kid's uh youtube how many like i can't i can't i couldn't i would have to assume that it's a, a, a decent amount of parents who are looking at this saying hey what is my kid like let me find out what this other kid likes and that's good you don't even know your fucking kid well enough to make a fucking judgment call on what their kid would like. I mean, sometimes no, and like, or like, you that's know, sad. I'm not. I, I I think it's foolish to think as a parent like you know everything your kid likes just because they're your kid. No, but um, I think part of the reason why you give gifts right is because you know the person well enough to be like, all right, I'll get you this. Yeah, right? but as a kid, you remember getting gifts that suck, right? Toys that suck. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So if I, if to how do you kind of like maybe avoid that as a parent? Mm-hmm. You you may go on YouTube and watch like a toy review from a kid to figure out what to get your kid to make your kid happy but again but that's what i'm saying is is a toy sucking is subjective i might think a toy sucks but the next kid might think it's the best thing in the world it depends on the kid right you would have to know me to know if i'm going to think that sucks or not yeah so so, when you put that on camera for a kid to play with and have them tell you i think it uh i think it does hold value yeah, no, no. Uh, and, no one and, cares and, and, and if I, you say- think the toy sucks. Yeah, they but care, about, care about the parents care about what, what if other kids think the toy sucks, and and you can't really go up to a playground and ask, "Hey, kids, <laughs> what toys do you like?" Yeah. So you go With to YouTube, robot. and yeah. that's what's happened. You know, parents and kids going. The one to thing I'm to see surprised fun. about is there are that many adults watching it for <laughs> advertisers it? Like, to adults. find it profitable. Because I mean, I would think at first that it's a lot of kids watching this but kids aren't really spending money when you when you advertise but, but no but they're influencing the yeah. spend right so you know you're you're seven-year-old kid you're watching a toy review and you're like oh not only do i want that toy but you know this ad just popped up for this other toy that i want or for this like cereal i want or this candy i want or these new uh you know this new yeah no no i I, I get that i'm just surprised that if the little Timmy's watching this YouTube video and Skittles pops up that that influences Skittles purchase. Like if, as if Timmy has money in his pocket, to no, 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 but Timmy, I mean? Timmy influences his Timmy's parents dad spending. or mom. And therefore that influences. Yeah, I, I get, it. I just don't know if, and maybe I'm just surprised that 
America has this much money for that. If Timmy says six things he saw on YouTube today, that okay, then that then the parents are gonna oh, go wait, get you, it. You don't think America has that much money? There's a lot of poor people. There's a lot of rich people. Uh, there's, but there's a. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say has a massive, <laughs> but massive, no, no, to the point, amount of wealth to the point where twenty two dollars, twenty two million in income, like that's a no, lot. No, no, but 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 understand. I'm surprised. Understand that what there's that twenty two million money is though. That twenty two million from kids. That's what I'm saying. No, no, but whether a four-year-old kid's looking at the video or a 50-year-old mom is looking at the video, that's still a view, right? They know how to monetize the views, right? They don't give a shit where it comes from as long as they, as long as somebody's watching. So my disgust with this is that there's, because in order to- Yeah, but somebody down the road has to give a fuck about who's watching it, right? Or- No, no, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure eventually when it gets a certain amount, yeah. you're like, oh, let me figure out who's actually watching these videos so we can kind of shift our attention to them and, and and exploit that. Right. But whether with or without that, my argument is in order to make twenty two million dollars from YouTube, because it's not like he just signed a contract with fucking like uh, fucking, you know, one of these uh, toy companies and is like, all right, you guys are going to pay me this amount of much uh, this much money in order to. Uh, review your products um this is just strictly from youtube if i'm understanding correctly 22 million dollars simply from youtube that's an insane yeah, amount that's of views part of trying yeah. to figure out that's insanity it's like a million who plus the views fuck is watching these views on every you know or, or these uh these videos that's yeah anyway insane. but um before we before we go too far with this uh either way i i just think it's the, the parents, you know, capitalizing on an opportunity yeah. to big ups to them. Yeah, big ups to them because, yeah, like, yeah. W- w- what did they do? What have they done already? Secured yeah. his fucking financial future, and <laughs> they could you not know. give a fuck about his financial. Fu- applause to them for worrying about their financial future. I mean, of course they will not. Of course, the family, because you know, yeah. if they're taken care of, he's taken care of, right? Yeah. But his financial future is set. Is set. He's good, unless unless. Oh, they're gonna they blow that. Fuck oh, it over. That's yeah. That's or, or uh, he fucks I see it some over. cocaine in their future. But at least some. The money is there. And they just have dust. to like protect it and grow it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking Shout very logically. That's not. Uh, that's not how he. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think yeah. everybody's stupid with money because there are a lot of rich people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, dude, if you make twenty two million dollars, I'd do some pretty dumb things. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd do, I'd do some pretty stupid. People always things. look at you funny when you oh. say like. Yeah, I go get a Lamborghini. Like, what the fuck else am I doing? Yeah, Twenty-two million dollars. Like, like, I'm, just, I'm actually, okay you know if I spend two hundred thousand. Actually, truth be told, that's how you do build generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Is by thinking, what the fuck am I going to use a Lamborghini for? But let me put this into, you know, let me. Oh yeah, of course you got to have that, but you're going to splurge. But somebody always looks at you crazy when you when you bring up anything other than. Would you buy a Lamborghini? I'm going to get the house. Would I buy a Lamborghini? Not immediately. Down the road at some point, maybe a well, year why, into my though? wealth. Like, like I, 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 I think my fascination with cars is non-existent i used to i used to be one of those like hey you know i'd go buy Yo, like, if, if, if tunde was given 22 million dollars you'd yeah. buy a toyota trouser i tell you I tell you, you wouldn't the, even I buy the you, camry with the sport edition i tell you the the very first thing that i would do if somebody uh if i somehow came across 22 million dollars uh i'd go buy land and yeah. i'd go build on it 
and what I would build is most likely uh, um, uh, yeah of uh, course okay, of yeah, course yeah, yeah we're we all gonna do that we're I'm not, talking that's about you, how you would no, invest you're the right. money that's the first is thing that you should the, do. no that's not how I would wait wait wait, no, wait I want to hear the fun tune shit day, tune day. is that I'm telling you the fun is shit you just won't listen to me first thing you would do absolutely yes it is you I would go get something to eat real good something I mean I'm still using my paycheck for that you wouldn't go buy a car no I don't really need a car. What would I need a car for? To drive to yeah, the l- I'm good. To, to drive been, to the site where you plan on developing. <laughs> I, you shut the fuck. I've been I, getting around just fine without it. Look, look, look. So if, if you nice want to buy land, eat. right? You're gonna you're gonna want to go see the land. You're gonna want to go like, and, and you're probably not just gonna buy the first piece of land that's available. Yeah, this is not you a day one purchase. You're gonna do your wait, homework. So, so, so on day one, you would buy a car. So if I got twenty two million dollars today, yeah. By tomorrow, I'm not driving the same car I'm driving. I'm going <laughs> to drive something again. Much. Why? Like, what does it matter? No, it, it's so. If I were to buy, like, it, t- the first car I would buy would probably be like a more practical car. I would get like a. So you'd go out and you with this twenty two million dollars you just got, you'd go buy a practical car. Buying a G wagon. If you're that, so if you're listen, that, listen, listen. If you're I would that, buy a a practical yeah. car, and that would yeah. be either like uh like one of the luxury uh. Like the, the the very first thing you do is go buy this car, a very practical. Yes, car. because when I go when I drive, that's to, not a crazy thought a, though. I would go. Let's listen. I would either go buy like uh, one of like the longer, um, the like XLT uh, Cadillac Escalades, like the nice large SUV, Why? or Mercedes Benz G wagon. Do you need to transport fifteen people? Like, what do you? It, it's a nicer vehicle. It has like it's it's more comfortable it's nice i understand that well why why do you need to go buy that tomorrow if you got 22 million dollars today because when i drive around to do other shit i want to be driving in a nicer vehicle when i drive to <laughs> yeah me, i mean that's why? a perfectly <laughs> fine thing to why not? do why, when i drive so to meet my financial manager i want to be in a nicer uh, car building and and what and what i was going to say with all that is first of all you can't uh, just can buy I land fucking on day oh, one wait, let me, yeah, yeah, let me finish hear. what i'm fucking go saying good all right uh, shit you're uh, about to say <laughs> Uh, but what I would build is uh, essentially almost like a movie studio, uh, like a, a, a lot. And I would and I would build like I, I would do shit for like the the the, the st- like the podcast studio. Like I you're would not def- answering our question. You know that, right? I literally that's what I would do day one is so begin the so process of so. But so you wouldn't like do research and maybe a week's worth of research to see what's really. No, I would. The I, best. T- I told you the first thing that I would do. That would be the first thing that I would do. What is do that. Okay. But what would okay. you spend your money on? No, no, no. Day no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Honestly, nothing. I, I would probably. This I, is I, what he's saying. He's yeah. saying, I would do something that you know would probably take me like a couple weeks or months to do, and then in that time, I would do nothing. else. Nothing else. You would get twenty-two million dollars. <laughs> I wouldn't. You're fucking lying. You would. You would go I buy. I you never get twenty-two million dollars. You would. You Don't would, you wish you would, that all you would maybe buy. go buy like you treat yourself to a nicer suit, maybe some yeah. nicer shoes, some yeah. clothes. Yeah, you, you would go buy a I, nice I think, but that, suit. I think that's. I think that's sort of what's wrong, though. Like if you look at all these people, it's wrong to listen treat when I'm listening to the better if shit. You let me finish my as as you like to say as you like to say. Let me finish what I'm saying. Um, if you look at all these people who who actually do have a, an abundance of wealth, right? We just finished talking about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett ain't fucking worried about his goddamn because he knows at the now end I of bet the day. Sure costs four hundred dollars. I bet you it does it. I bet. I bet. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to get. I bet his Brooks Brothers shirt costs about at least ninety bucks. Fair enough. Uh, what matters to them more 
is making strategic moves that's going to help him with the long game than the short game. Like if I if I go out tomorrow and I buy the latest shoe, like this is what I've been realizing over the course of time, right? Is when you go out, you buy the shoes, you buy the car, you do this, you do that, right? At the end of the day, that doesn't mean shit. Like it literally it literally one day you're gonna nothing. have everything and realize i don't have any fucking fun in the so, last so, two years. but to me that's not fun <laughs> so, so to we me, have very different philosophies on what fun is look, look, look. to me that's not fun here's the problem with what you're saying yeah it's complete bullshit How? right How so? because you're saying you would it's like you know those high and mighty people right i would i would i would buy land i would invest in my community i would buy land. i didn't say anything I, about wait, investing listen, in my listen, community listen, listen. I, I would you know donate money to build a hospital in africa right didn't the, say any of that no the these are things that uh, you know are are very notable right and and these are things that like you can actually do right you you would say you would buy land you would develop it um you know to create something that has longevity and and could further your wealth that's smart, of course, right? But that those things take time to do, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to contact, um, work with someone to Absolutely. obviously, you know, the zoning, the state's zoning board to find land that's even purchasable. You'd have to work with someone who can help you actually facilitate the process of acquiring that land, then mm-hmm. work with a company to excavate the land. And before yeah, you even ask got, Stringer Bell how yeah, easy wait, it wait, is listen, to listen, buy listen. a property. Before you yeah. even got near the development phase yeah and in that time yeah you mean to tell me you're gonna be well you don't have a car but you mean to tell me you're not gonna buy a car you're not nope. gonna buy okay. nicer shoes here's clothes. something realistic you're not Can gonna I say what I would better do? food you're not gonna buy a, a nicer watch here's, here's what i, I, I would don't do. have a watch right get now the f- don't need one. Yo, here's what i would do and this i think this is realistic um i'm getting some to eat I'm, I'm getting some friends and family people that i love we're gonna eat that day we're gonna do some shopping we're gonna have a nice day Tomorrow I wake up and I think about all the the strategic moves that I need to do to do all that other stuff we were just saying about buying the property, land, what to invest in, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that first day, man, I'm just having fun with loved ones. Right. Do you know, like, the reason why I don't think I would do that is because I would live in intense fear that, like, I would look at that $22 million as an opportunity, right? I, I don't look at it as just money. I look at it as opportunity, right? And my fear would be, this opportunity is going to go away. And I'm not saying that like, okay, I'd shoot anybody if they're like, like what you're saying, it doesn't sound crazy to go buy some shit when you first get some money. But I've been in positions where I've come across some money and that's literally the first thing I do. Oh shit, go get something to eat. Oh shit, go go on a little mini uh, spending spree, right? It doesn't, like I can't. I that couldn't tell you this shit. That was five hundred dollars, not twenty-two million. <laughs> if you spend five hundred thousand the I, first I, I, day, I, I, you're still going to be okay. And, 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 the, and the irony is, you made the argument for this, Fabe, right? Because when we were talking about, I forget. I think it was like that we were talking about the lottery or some shit. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how you would still work the same job, do all that. Look, I, I make enough money to pay all my bills to do, to go get something to eat if I wanted to go get something to eat to go on a little mini shopping spree if I want to go on a little mini sh- shopping spree. I make that money now, so it's like, what the fuck am yeah, I really? Would you would you would you walk out of here now mm-hmm. and just feel comfortable dropping four hundred dollars at Ruth Chris? Honestly, no, because I <laughs> fucking hate Ruth Chris. But if you pick it like another wherever, restaurant, yeah. wherever wherever it may be, that one yeah. restaurant that whatever restaurant's been out of your reach. Not saying Ruth Chris has been out of but your reach. I, 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 you wouldn't finally it, just it, go it, do it's, that. It's, it's going to be hard for me to like say in a way that you're going to understand because like. 
no, I, I wouldn't okay. feel it because I, I don't I, like I just don't have that. Wrong with that. Like if we're if we go out for like somebody's birthday or something like that, sure, I would love to like pick up the check or do something like that. You know what I mean? Like of course, right? But on me on my own, would I go out and spend money at Ruth Chris just to, for the sake of saying fuck it, I can do it? No, it's like I, I what the fuck? Like no. For instance, for instance, if if I left here, let's if I left this podcast right now and I'm hungry, I'm gonna go somewhere. And get something really nice to eat. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna be like, ah, I got a hot pocket in the fridge. No, I mean, <laughs> but like, can't you do that right now? Though is what I'm saying. I'm talking about like, well, yeah, and no, but it wouldn't be smart to just go to Ruth Chris when I leave here. Why, like, well, why would you go to like? So for me, like, Ruth Chris is cool. And I just, I'm just using Ruth. Chris I understand what, I, what, what I'm, what I'm, and I'm also doing the same. Like, uh, like it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, what are they really like? Ruth Chris. And the reason why I don't like Ruth Chris is because they not ser- compare their steaks to any. Don't say their steak is just Look, some man, normal. I, I shit. I used to I used to be at a was it a parts and labor? Yeah, yeah. They, their steaks were better than Ruth Chris. <laughs> no, they, no, they weren't. Fuck no, they weren't. Shut the fuck. You're done no, now. You're lying. Okay. Have you ever been to Ruth Chris? Yeah. Next topic. No, they weren't. Okay. No, I, fuck it. Ruth Chris. The, this is the reason why it's such like a very recognizable, respected brand, right? Is because they're known for the quality of their meat. Yeah. That. You know your local restaurant, though they get quality meat too. They do not get uh, the the type you, of you quality that other other restaurants get. How, Why? How because so? that type of quality meat that's what you that's that what comes they, that's, at a higher cost. That's the bullshit that they feed you, right? Uh, no, that's that's real. That's there might there, there might be a sprinkle of bullshit in there, but ugh, to say that's okay. all bullshit, there are bullshit. companies that so the, the more expensive restaurants, right? You know the restaurant you worked at they probably bought their meat from like a distributor right who i mean no uh, no they no, had a farm, butcher shop there farm to table farm to table that doesn't mean farm it was the table. best cow okay okay that no actually actually now now cow, I mean, now what were those cows actually eating at the farm grass grass yeah was it grass that was um uh uh, uh fucking had pesticides on it like <laughs> now and and now how do you know they were eating grass because that's what the deal that that was made with you don't you wouldn't go to a farmer and look, be like, look, look, this could go forever. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they. I, I don't doubt at all. They had really good steak. Like yeah. Ruth Chris isn't the only place that had all, good all, steak. Look, all, all I'm really <laughs> saying here, all I'm really saying here is, I really don't have like I like I I've been where you guys either are or and I'm not trying to say like I'm above you guys or anything like that. I I just said like I have a different like I'm just in a different mode. Like no, where and I get that, yeah. but there are things like. I just think your when mode say, isn't first day is all. I'm a saying. lot of it, I do feel like, is bullshit. Because if you got twenty two million dollars today, by the end of the week, you would not <laughs> still be living here, or at least I you'd would. be looking. No, you wouldn't, because you get a fucking hit by <laughs> a, a, a bullet a block away. If I got twenty two mil, I'm not living near. First uh, of all, first of all, that's assuming that people know that I have twenty two million dollars. If I had twenty two million dollars, you would never. F- and that and that's part of and, also and, the and reason sure, why yeah. I wouldn't want to go out and just. Sp- but see, do like, I want to live it, like that where I, uh, no one knows I would have it? Like I, I don't want to live where I got to look wanna, broke you, just you, to pre- you, like. Tuna, you no, no, I'm not saying in a nicer neighborhood. Broke. I'm saying with yeah, a better view. Sure, eventually, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. you ask me again. The whole <laughs> this whole argument, we can get off of it after this. But the whole argument, or not argument, but like a whole back and forth, is what you would do 
with the money up front? Like, what was the first thing you would do? Mm-hmm. This is what I would do. And the, the reason why I would do it again, and I was trying to say it before, is, is I live, I would live in this in, immense fear that this opportunity that I have with this $22 million is going to go away because I know me, right? And I know if I was to start on that path of, fuck it, let me just go on a shopping spree here and there. All it takes is a few shopping but sprees, dog. But isn't that as irresponsible to immediately go and I'm going to rush to go buy land, I'm going to rush to do this? No, because that, that has returned buying clothes and but shit you can fuck doesn't. that up fuck what up buying land making these investments what that don't. what what is a better investment buying land or buying uh rolex buying land right so then how like why would your mind immediately go there you can certainly fuck the rolex up so you can yeah, i wouldn't it. buy a rolex you can either my way apple watch you can go to ruth chris. To the hermes band you can go to ruth chris buying land is smart it's the development that's a risk right because um, sometimes you can run yourself into the ground trying to develop property. But but I, like I wouldn't develop. I just think prop- that's I, I wouldn't develop property down to the sell. Road. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, get what I, you're I would develop property so that I like I would just create basically my own movie studio. Essentially, yeah. is is what I would create with it, and 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 then I can start fucking having fun. Like when you talk about buying shit, yeah. Like I'm afraid of the what I would buy because the shit that I wouldn't want to buy is going to be a guap, right? You're talking cameras, you're talking sound, you're talking all this. Like if I could really make this place what I wanted to trust me, like, yeah. And, and I think that's what I was trying to say, even though sometimes it's the more responsible things. And I'm not just saying you, I think people can look at that and not realizing they're spending kind of in the same kind of in the same way as someone who did go get the Rolex or but it, the Lamborghini. A They're splurging on something they what, wanted. You but see you, but the you can still though. overspend for something that's necessary. I get what both of you are saying. Um, but it is bullshit to say you wouldn't at least buy a means of transportation. I, I honestly, some, night, some I nicer very, clothes. Okay, you would do that. You would absolutely do that. No, mm-hmm. and, and I and tune it. I think twenty-two you would million go. dollars wearing sketches. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bitches are comfortable as shit. Yeah, you <laughs> and know I what's also comfortable. <laughs> Gucci uh, red bottoms. Yeah, have, have, have you put your are hand? Cloud foam. Have you put your hand inside it? Yeah, it feels like. I don't want to take it out. Have you for comfort? Yeah, it feels real good. Okay. Um. No. 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 But um. I think you would want to buy a means of uh, transportation, but not just for like your A to B car. I think there's a lot of things you would you'd probably get like a, a work van or or something with a lot of space to want to maybe move. How did we man. how did we begin this conversation? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> What's the first thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, the YouTube guy you would do. You still go get a work van. You What's said you'd thing? go buy a land. So I would buy a work van for what? What work? What? I mean, what, this what, is Fabe's what idea. <laughs> I just imagine. I, I imagine you. You, you want to go get this. Uh, this. This land and this workspace. There, there's a Eventually, lot of things. Eventually, I would absolutely go buy. I don't a know. Van. A, I don't know a small Fave. business guy who doesn't have a van. <laughs> what I'm saying. He's got a point. <laughs> a small, you don't know a small. But Fave, I don't you, know one. Fave, you know one. What the fuck move. are you He'd talking have about? Park to park the van because he wouldn't move. He'd still live here. <laughs> anyway, you're lying. Uh, let, let, let's move on. Let's. So one of my are the one, worst. one of my favorite. Uh, shows from uh, when I was a child, yeah. um, celebrity death match. Do you remember that? Some good old yeah, claymation celebrities fighting celebrities. Yeah. Uh, who was the voice of it? It was a Judge Joe. Uh, Judge Joe, uh, Joe Brown. No, it wasn't no, Brown. Brown. No. Joe. He was like Judge Judy, but the, the Judge dude version. Joe. I want to say Arpaio, but that's and it might not even be yeah, Joe. Definitely I think, not Arpaio. I think Judge Joe is throwing us off. It's, no. Judge, um, it's gonna come. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Yeah. Um. But so, celebrity death match is uh in 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 in, there's word of a reboot. Yeah. 
and it's going to be uh, hosted by Ice Cube, who just has a very <laughs> recognizable voice. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I think he's going to be like a little bit more like fun and interesting. Judge and Mills modern. Lane. Judge Mills Lane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, they're looking at a reboot hosted by Ice Cube, yeah. which I think it's going to be very funny with like is it current ice celebrities cube? Uh, yeah with ice cube on his own i don't know about how no, funny I mean, ice cube is on his own it's just well, he, he okay, needs somebody he, to, he's got a voice he needs a, he needs a uh, kevin hart it's chris tucker he needs somebody so why why was judge mills lane so good in it right he wasn't yeah. funny either. he wasn't the host though he was just the uh, ref the the referee but he still hosted the show no they had like two hosts like in the booth or some shit Oh, but yeah, no, you know, I, right? I get the point. Which, but but Mills Lane was there by himself as the voice, and you still for the referee. But, yeah, but no, they had host or whatever. So, I'm saying so, his so, voice. So still he alone. wasn't the host, though. No, no, I get what I'm saying. But it's a voice that you heard and you appreciated, it, and he was so so. Funny. So here's what I'm saying. Talk Ice Cube might be might play the role of like what Judge Mills Lane did, right? Kind of like the the referee, the one who like narrated the show, kind of, and they're going to be like commentators, right? Yeah. Um. I just think he has a very recognizable voice that's like, you know, interesting and and, and it's fun and it would be a good addition I, I, I to the show. I thought he had like a monotone voice. Ice Cube? Ice Cube. No. Yeah. No. See, I can, I can Ice hear. Cube, I can, I, we're talking about Ice Cube, not Ice T, right? Ice Cube. Yeah. yeah. Ice Cube. No, he's very monotone. What? No, I, I can imagine watching this and then uh, hearing Ice Cube go and somebody gets hit and Ice Cube going, damn. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. that would be funny. He has a very recognizable voice. He yeah. does. Um, yeah. So I, I just think it would be a it would make for an interesting show more so the 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 matchups the fights right uh, current who are celebrities who like, are we looking to see like of course there would be an episode where kanye fights like ray j or something Fuck like that. that kanye fights jay-z let's get to the hey, guts it, it might be it might be a solange jay-z rematch right <laughs> uh, um yeah. you know obviously there would be a lot of political people in there maybe uh Matt Lauer versus all the women he accused <laughs> or accused him. Like, oh, yeah. th- they would, uh, hopefully, they would touch some very sensitive topics yeah. to make it fun. I mean, I know. I mean, they have to. Like, yeah, they I, I, would hope. I know we're in the sensitive age right now. No, nah, but they, like, they have to go they extreme have with it. To yeah. Yeah, otherwise, what's the point in bringing yeah. it back? Yeah. Don't bring it back unless you're going to push it. Uh, yeah, you, know, you got to be extreme. I, I, I would hope um, their range of who they have to fight are like not just like our, our, our A list actors or. Or celebs, but maybe some some people that are like big on YouTube or or oh yeah, that, I mean, in venues. order to be popular, I think they would have to have They'd have to span that, across all yeah, media. You yeah. can't just be like uh you know TV celebrities. You you have to like go to like the nooks and crannies of like YouTube and shit. Yeah, uh, in order to attract that because like, that's who's going to make it popular. If yeah, actually, I would like to see DJ, <laughs> but who against academics though? It's just about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who, who's pissed no. off so many people? I got the ultimate one. Oh no, no, no! You know what? They put him um against uh Charlemagne or something nah, like that. Put that another another known. personality like that. Nah. Ebro. It would I be like light skin Charlemagne versus dark skin Charlemagne. Takashi Six. That's the first person I was thinking about versus all of Chicago. Isn't that who he versus was Chief with? Keith, yeah. yeah, 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 pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there would be some just like you know, you know, they they would have done an Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly one, right? They would have. I don't. Uh, no, that would be too death match, Yeah, celebrity death match was never really that would, on the nose. Yeah, it was yeah. always like some random people who like you're like. 
You know what? I never thought about this, but I think I really want it. Like, but you still want to see like even some of the more fun, obvious ones. Like, if two rappers just dissed each other and saw, but two rappers, like I want to see like a rapper versus like somebody like a country singer. But that that would be capitalizing on like the now, right? Oh shit! I think they can do Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly or beef or like. I wouldn't want to see that. Or like, or like, you put. You put Eminem with a match with somebody, and then have Machine Gun Kelly come out like to interrupt the match and yeah. shit. Bang, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. so what I'm saying yeah. is capitalizing off, of yeah, like yeah, play off what, of what's, what's going on, happening yeah. right now. Sure, and they yeah. could probably do that a lot faster than they could then. Yeah, so no, I think the show yeah. has potential to be like I think Snoop very Trump responsive to. What's I, I, I think now. they only have, they only have. And their only path to success is by going super extreme. Like that's the because there's so much content on like YouTube and shit like that that it's just like I don't know if you really need a celebrity death match because yeah. like somebody online can create something that gives us the same feeling think, that that had. I think what they'd be smart to do is um, react to everything happening, um, and, and it could be from something political, something to music anything kind of big that made the news then you air your next episode really just react yeah like to i said it. You know, sort of like a cross between snl exactly and like something that's actually funny exactly yeah, that's like not said, snl the show would have to be very responsive to what's happening yeah now. yeah so i don't know I, I just saw that uh i thought it'd be very interesting uh i like that that's that's coming down the pipeline one of the more exciting reboots i think yeah uh speaking yeah. of ice cube speaking of ice cube i think we're gonna let We've got another press play for you this time. It's throwback Wednesday. Yeah. Throw, uh, that's not really a thing, is it? No, yeah, no. Throwback um, Wednesday is not really a thing. It's throwback Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. We missed it by day. You'll, we are wilding out, this, though. You'll, wild you'll, out Wednesday. You'll get this on Thursday, so it's still throwback <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah fucking yeah. run with it. <laughs> throwback Thursday. No, 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 no. no. Way back Wednesday. That's the thing. Way back, way back Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that seems like a mouthful. way back back in the day. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a lot to say though. I feel like that's like a way back way Wednesday. back Wednesday. Yeah, like I feel like I can get tongue twisted. Throwback already, uh, Thursday. That's probably a longer throwback Thursday. Flash no. flashback Friday. Throwback that's Thursday, a lot. Flashback way Friday. Back that's Wednesday. Wednesday. That's no, I, th- I think they're all within reason. Yeah. 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 Either way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got another press play for you, ladies and gentlemen. And today we are going to be doing our press play on. Uh, 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 just a, 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 a finer. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how you sound when you talk. Who, me? Um, Fuck yeah, no. Uh, I'm articulate. Uh, are you? Oh, are you? And are, smooth are you articulated? Are are you though? Are yes, you always? Okay. Um. I'm yeah. Like a, a late night TV radio host. Yeah, DJ really Easy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that from yeah. the, the first Snoop Dogg album? Yeah. No, I did not. You don't remember that yeah. from um. Dog pound or some shit. What was this? Might have been doggy style. Doggy Doggy style. Where they had the 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 cuts. This is DJ Easy Dick on late night Dick Radio. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) Red Man had a funny one on his album too. One of his albums. Well, either way, uh, we our press play today is uh, of course on Ice Cube's uh, most first movie, uh, and I would say his most critically acclaimed uh, movie at that, uh, which is no other than Friday. Uh, we are going to chop that up real nice, talk about everything from top to bottom with Friday, uh, and, and get it going. Uh, and we're doing this uh, simply because we didn't watch anything else, uh, but we thought it'd be fun to do. Uh, to talk about uh, a throwback movie that yes. uh, that we all uh, you know think highly of and and, and wouldn't mind uh, taking a look at. All right, 
So let's uh, let's get it going with the goods here. Uh, what do we think about the plot for Friday? What's uh, wh- wh- where do we stand? Oh, for, first, and I and I should have done my due diligence, and I I'll let you guys start with the plot, but I, I should come up with a little description for those who yeah yeah I thought you were apparently right. don't know yeah no I was not prepared at all for this I, sorry uh, um I can busy. give the description so uh, yeah. Friday um starring mostly starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker a movie about two homies Smokey and Craig who smoke dope dealers weed and try to figure out a way to get back the two hundred dollars they owe to the dealer um by the name of Smokey by ten p.m. that same uh, night no the big worm. dealer that they know big worm, big worm. It was big worm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I apologize yeah. Did Smokey you, uh, and Craig were uh, yeah. Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, and yeah. they owed uh, Big Worm the $200 by 10 p.m. So throughout the course of the day, um, which on this particular day being Friday, they're scrambling trying to figure out how to earn back the $200 that they owed to Big Worm. And this film captures the, the series of events that happened throughout this particular day, which uh, ends up being a very eventful day. That's good. Yeah, uh, so, that's pretty good. All right, um, thoughts on Ryan or... Well, uh, well, first the the film is directed by F. Gray, uh, Gary Gray, uh, who actually made his debut along with Ice Cube as well. And the screenplay, uh, this was amazing when I first found this out. I was like, I was stunned. It was actually written by Ice Cube, which yeah. I didn't. Um, well, did you I, see I straight out of Compton? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, remember I remember the that. scene where he's no, actually. I, I, writing. But I, I found out about like I I knew about Ice Cube writing Friday like long long oh, okay. before. Uh, yeah, but I mean straight out of Compton uh, is very new, so of course yeah. he was a part of the writing for that. But like for no no no, no, then, no, no like no. it was in the, in movie, the movie that he started writing, writing Friday. Yeah. Oh okay, gotcha. Like in a movie, his son who plays uh, Ice Cube in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Son's name? Um, uh, O'Shea. O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, Junior. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Junior. Um. So he, uh, so he's, you know, you see him and he's like, I'm working on this screenplay right now. It's called Friday, yada, yada. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so, so that was pretty cool to see that. But yeah, I knew way before the movie, Straight Outta Compton, that uh, Ice Cube wrote, uh, wrote it. Um, so or the, at least co-wrote it with yeah, uh, DJ Poe. DJ Poe, who yeah. plays, uh, and I didn't know this. So he plays the, um, the guy Red in the in the film who ends up getting into a fight with um Debo and ended up getting knocked out and Debo took his chain. I did not know he was one of the co-writers of this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah. Um it is it's so funny sometimes uh like you you look at some of these minor characters and you think oh this is just some like really weird minor character that they just kind of threw in but no they they're giving somebody there a nod like a co-writer and they're like hey how about you have this like little small role that you know, we don't need you to carry the entire fucking film or anything, yeah. but you're there just to like be like, oh shit, I was in this movie. Yeah, I helped write it. Yeah. And, and he ended up playing a, a, one of the most memorable roles in yeah. the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty dope. Uh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd throw that in. So, um, you know, the just overall plot, you know, I, yeah. I think it's this was just a good movie. It didn't require too much like thought, it wasn't some psychological thriller. It was a movie that, especially if you lived in a neighborhood like that or you had a community like that like i feel like these characters were very like relatable like everybody kind of maybe even knew you know someone like Smokey or somebody like craig right mm-hmm. um and then a lot of you know john witherspoon's character throughout the movie you know the crazy dad um it was one of those movies like it was like a feel-good movie kind of in, yeah. in, in a way with characters that are very relatable um talk about an original story oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. and 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 very um, original. Yeah, very very original story and uh, good writing. It, it was a good balance of humor, like real life situations for people you know who might live in a hood. Um, people who don't live in a hood, it, it was still like a good enough to watch a movie that I'm sure everybody during the filming of this movie knew. Like, hey, this is going to be something that 
that lasts. Like we've got something here that's good. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'm a piggyback off of the 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 originality of it. Um. I, I don't think before that there was a movie that I can. I and I, I don't know. I was young when this first came out, but a movie that where it is centered on this day and it changing basically the lives of everyone around them but in in a more in a more comedic kind of way i, I think we we see this in in obviously a lot of serious movies or dramas or or, or action movies but i i can't think of one movie where it resonated around the the day um quite like it did and i, I think also um it was one of the first movies to kind of shed a a humorous light on um what it what it's like to live on uh in in, in, the, in los angeles around that time because we got a lot of movies like boys in the hood um and a lot of other movies that kind of follow that role but I, I think i would say friday if i'm not if i'm correct it's probably the first movie to, to set to shed a, a humorous light on on what it's like to live in, in compton or watts or los angeles around that time so i, I thought that was really dope Oh, I was expecting, was yeah, I was expecting <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah I, I think that Friday, uh, like you said, Vape, uh, was uh, it, it kind of stands alone. I, I wouldn't go as far as uh, you know, I, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I can't say that it was the only one because yeah, I just not, I, I, I need a catalog in front of me in order yeah. to like bring up the movies that I'm clearly forgetting. Um, but it is the most memorable yeah. um, uh, of that time period, uh, and I think that. You know the, the the plot. Uh, it was original for uh, numerous reasons, not just because that it, it took place over the, you know over the course of one day, um, but it was the style of comedy. It was uh, the originality that Chris Tucker's character brought to the screen. It was you know having uh, uh, having you know multiple heroes and multiple villains in the same film like you know you had Debo but then you had Big Worm and 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 the complexities of navigating both of those sort of terrains and and you know the the story itself uh is is basically just like you know um it's about finding something more in your it's about finding like the hero in yourself but when you say that you don't imagine characters like ice cube mm -hmm. like chris tucker you don't really imagine that but this movie allowed you to imagine that that hey if i'm from this place in the world that i too can be a hero i too can stand up to somebody of bullies and and people who would do some fucked up shit uh i remember it was one of the first movies when i saw i was a kid that was basically it was basically like a, a fucking you know um you know one of those psas of don't use guns you know but it didn't deliver it in that you know bullshit way it was yeah, just like yeah, yeah. you know it was really in this fresh sort of comedic but at the same time um relatable way uh and there there's i can't say enough with how much late like there's only a few movies that i i can go back and i can watch and i can still find little things that i just never i've watched them for years mm -hmm. and i never noticed it this is one of those movies that you could watch a thousand times still not catch even half the shit that they do in it there's just little things in there that they add in that you don't notice until later like forever uh for, for instance like it took me forever to see that um his girlfriend who's his girlfriend uh, debbie played by Nia long yeah uh no 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 his no, girlfriend, no no his yeah. actual girlfriend in the thing uh yep um you know what's what? her I, I forget her name but um you know uh uh she uh when when he calls uh she calls him and 
she's like you better not be over there messing with your little hoes or whatever right meanwhile she's got a dude that's literally snoring next to her it took me years to realize that there was a guy in the bed with oh, her really? i never really I even know re- pull the scene up you will fucking your mind will be blown there's a dude yeah. just sleeping there next to her. you're like what when the and fuck I, did he get there yeah <laughs> when you're a kid you're just like oh this is great. but like when you're an adult you're like man that shit's mad true no no it, it's it's <laughs> mad true I, but the whole thing is i didn't even notice he was even there like yeah. it, it like you when you're looking at the scene there's so much clutter and shit around that like it's you don't really notice it yeah but then when you pay attention you're like yo there's a dude fucking laying right there next to her yeah um part yeah. of the reason why i wanted to do uh the, the press play on friday is because uh the entire catalog um, you know, Friday, uh, next Friday, and Friday after next. I'm not a big fan of the, are, yeah, the sequels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, next Friday was actually pretty good. With it was um, decent, but uh, obviously suffered without Chris Tucker in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but they're all available now on Netflix, which is I think yeah. just a huge win for, um, for that for for this movie that series. Uh, I think it's a huge win for like some of the actors who may have been in that movie who yeah. like aren't still picking up didn't have yeah. successful careers afterwards. Now I don't know. everybody from that movie is yeah, doing a lot well. of people yeah, did yeah. and we'll jump into that in a second. Yeah, but for those actors yeah. who didn't like have s- extremely successful careers afterwards, a got that Netflix check coming. Yeah. Yeah, those residuals <laughs> so, are so shout out to yeah. uh, residual income. Yeah. Um but let's talk about the characters really quickly. Like I mean what a cast yeah. so many people from this movie yeah. uh you know went on to have very successful careers so i'm just gonna rattle off a few names and then let's dive into some of our some of our favorites um so we got uh, ice cube who plays craig jones chris tucker plays um one of the most memorable characters in movie history yeah <laughs> smoky that, you're, that's not an exaggeration no that's that very, is not no every yeah. everybody knows smoky even yeah. even even white people you, how yeah, you of know course this movie uh, well, white people know, smoke weed too so i have a black yeah. friend <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, Neil, when somebody says they haven't watched Friday, yeah, I'm like, uh, it's not that I don't trust them. I just, I immediately don't want to be around them. I'm like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I like, can't, I don't feel comfortable what, around you. You know, it's been what this movie uh, came out like twenty plus years ago or something. What yeah, else have, were and, and you know they're quoting it too. They're you know they're saying yeah. bye Felicia. If you say oh. bye Felicia and you've never seen Friday, go fuck yourself. Get yeah. the fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Put so, it um, work. So Nia Long who plays Debbie. We have a uh, Tommy Tiny Lister who plays Debo. Even if you haven't seen Friday, you've you know probably who he is, seen yeah. Debo. Apollo. That's like, uh. What, what, he his name was that in or Zeus. I'm sorry, his name was Zeus in uh, Rocky Three. Really? Yeah, he was in Rocky Three. Wait, I remember, I remember no, no, wait, not. What was he? Zeus. He was Zeus in something. Oh no, it was like a Arnold. No, not Arnold. Oh, Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, was he? That's okay. why I was remembering him connected to Rocky yeah. Three. I'll have Hulk to check Hogan his uh, his Rocky catalog. 3. But he was one of the top billed actors in this movie, which is pretty interesting. Of course he is. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, I would have thought John Witherspoon would have been top bill, but uh, no. If you if you actually look at like screen time, he actually does dominate uh, John Witherspoon in terms of screen Um, time. But yeah, so just keep going really quickly. John Witherspoon plays Mr. Jones, uh, Craig Jones, or uh, Ice Cube's father. We've got Regina King. Uh, We've got Paula Jai Parker. Hey, Miss Parker, (laughs) still bad. Like thirty years later, she's still. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if you've seen her recently. I think she was on like TMZ or she was in the news recently. Um, I think she was like out and about and people was like yo still got it she's <laughs> on that vegan diet whatever uh, she's doing she still got it uh, uh phase on love who went on to have a very successful career of course dj Pooh, who uh, played red who uh, was one of the co-writers of the show um and that's just to name a few i mean bernie mac was in this movie yeah um megan good i i didn't even 
She's like a little kid. Remember that? But yeah, she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she was. She was a little kid at the, at the ice cream truck. I hate him. <laughs> and uh, and and um, you know, again, that's just to name a few. But yeah. all of those names are very recognizable, right? Yeah. Um, who's your favorite? Like, give me, give me. Of course, Craig Smokey, blah blah blah. But give me somebody who, you know. Just give for me somebody me, who's not just a standout. For me, um, it, it was Big Worm, and as, and as much as this is a comedy, played by Faison Love. Yeah, I, I think he's, when he's I was he's younger, now turned into a very bitter individual. Yeah, he's got a little. He's been doing a lot of hating lately. A lot of haterade in his cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, um, continue. Yeah, I, I remember, um, and even even though this is a comedy, it. it Back in the day, he did scare me a little bit. I, oh my god! Big uh, big worm was scary. Yo, if you don't have my fucking money, yeah. <laughs> you, you, yo, when he was in that fucking night, and then he took the kids. He's like, "It's mom, big boy, or fat boy." What he was he called? <laughs> I, I was like, "God damn, all right." Yeah, yeah. um, but it, it was um some of the language or the, the the vernacular that he spoke with, and I I remember just saying something. I don't know what did he say. Uh. It's um, it's the principalities or principalities. <laughs> I think there was another something else he said. Um, You're fucking with my, my uh, emotions, emotions right yeah. now. Yeah. And I just remember uh, asking my mom like, "Hey, what does that mean?" And she said, "Don't say that." And I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. that always stuck with well, me." I, I, yeah, she probably just didn't want you to like mimic. Yeah, him, it was just, yeah. it was just adult talk, and um, yeah. but that just always stuck with me. I'm like, "Damn, this guy's crazy." Emotions. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he he was definitely one of my um favorite characters and one of the ones that really like stuck with me the most yeah as, as always i'll give you my top three uh my two runners up and then my mvp uh my first runner up uh i will give to uh i'll give to ice cube uh i think that he uh it to go from because if i'm not mistaken that that this, this uh, friday was his first role in fact it was kind of everybody's first role it was chris tucker's first, first role first major role yeah it was ice cube's what first introduction major role. That, that's amazing to, to the big screen amazing introduction and as far as i understand he did a lot of um uh what, what is it called improv no improv. and no and yeah. i just did the um and i just checked because i was wondering was um was he in Q, was boys in the hood when did that come out so i think that came out in 91 so i think this would be his second role what um for ice cube yeah yeah, yeah this wasn't his first I, movie but i yeah. it, it was his I first writer director um actor introduction yeah yeah but boys and that, was his yeah. first movie yeah yeah he had a big role in remembering boys in he had a big role yeah big i role. guess so i'll give you that all right i stand corrected um but still early but, uh, in his acting uh, career. absolutely but uh the, the fact that he was able to pull off this comedic sense in terms of timing, in terms of in terms of pace, uh, in terms of uh, uh, understanding his place in it, like uh, he he understood that he wasn't the like the slapstick type of like comedian that he's very sort of he, he was there basically just to be the reflection for Smokey, right? Mm-hmm. Smokey's crazy antics, and he was just there to be the person be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know, <laughs> uh, and he did that to a, to a T. He did that extremely well. Uh, m- my next uh, runner up. Um, I'm gonna have to give to uh, 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 Tom List or, or I guess uh, what's his name? Uh, T- Tiny Tiny Lister. Uh, Tiny Lister. Yeah, uh, who played uh, Debo? Um, there is not a character that is more synonymous with being a bully than Debo. <laughs> I don't know if there in any movie has been a bigger bully. Like I'm sure there has been like bigger ones, as in physically bigger. 
there's no one like literally they call the little flip-flops that you wear the little house shoes that you wear they call them debos yeah the reason why they call them <laughs> debos is because he walked around with those goddamn shoes and the on, entire on movie. top and on top of that uh they turn them into a verb you know somebody might say yo you got debo on yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah you got debo <laughs> <laughs> you got your tain tucking you know um uh but uh I, I i would probably have to say my um my mvp uh for the movie clearly has to be john witherspoon he clearly is the mvp of this movie oh, yeah. uh every scene that he's in he lights up you know yeah. uh, and and you enjoy all of his screen time you know and he has no real wasted time in the movie everything between uh craig coming in the bathroom and he <laughs> And everybody's been there, right? When you're, you know, parent or whoever's in the yeah. bathroom close and they the force door, you to be you need to come in there and like blowing the fucking air, uh, air freshener. And then uh, the scene where Craig drops the uh, the uh, uh, ice cube on the ground, ironically <laughs> enough, uh, and, and then he puts it back in the cup and he gives it to him and he drinks it and then yeah. he like he but, picks but his teeth right bigger out. than that, bigger than that, I, I think it's his intro scene. Why every time you in the oh, kitchen? Oh, you in the kitchen. Like, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> One of the all-time classic <laughs> fucking scenes. Like, in to burst on to the, the movie with that scene. like That's, oh, that's amazing. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I just think that there's there's no, and, and he obviously is the emotional centerpiece for the entire film uh, because it's him who talks to Craig and says, hey, put you down know, a gun. Put down a gun. You, uh, you know, uh, are you a man with it or without it? And then Craig, yeah. he goes, uh, I'm a man without it. All right. Or I forget exactly how I fucked that up, I'm yeah. sure. But uh, but he he talks about putting his hands up and fighting with yeah. his hands. He's like, you boy, sissy fighting these days, yeah. you know? Like you put, he was done, like, where he's like, you know, you lift to fight another day. Yeah. 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 You know, he, he is the, uh, I think, the emotional center point for the uh, for the film. And so you can see his range, even with mm-hmm. his crazy antics throughout, like, 90% of the movie. That 10% still hits fucking hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that he, he, both in character as well as the, 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 the the you know John Witherspoon playing you know that character, uh, him, him as the actor, uh, I think he knocked it out of the park in both rooms. You remember the song from the Wayne's Brothers? John Witherspoon did like when my love goes bang bang bang, bang. you better bang, run. Bang. <laughs> you sweet yeah, little thing. yeah, that was yeah. One of the funniest songs. I, th- I think yeah, I think he's just a great actor overall. But uh, but yeah, he's my MVP. One of my favorite characters. Um, uh, he, his name is something Earl Johnson. He plays the character Ezel. Oh yeah, yeah who's yeah. The, like the, like the crackhead junkie yeah, yeah, yeah. of the neighborhood, right? Um, so what I loved about the movie Friday, like twenty years, twenty plus years later, quotables. Yeah, people are still using quotes from Fridays. Uh, obviously, like by Felicia, it was one of the big quotes of eighteen seventeen. Yeah. Um, you know we got, you know when Debo when Debo around. I'll be quiet. <laughs> when he's not around, I'll be talking, I'll be talking again. Talking. And then you got, you know, uh, Ezel, or what Ezel's, you know, I steal, I don't care, right? <laughs> but one of my favorite Ezel quotes, and again, he was just like one of those characters where every neighborhood had a guy like him who was like yeah. a little bit out there, might have been on some drugs, whatever, but yeah. very funny, uh, not you know, not harmful in any way. You might you might steal some shit, you might, you might do a little bit of drugs, but non-harmful, right? One of my favorite quotes and, and as soon as i i say yeah, you, you'll start to know what you're gonna say yeah oh my neck 
my back. My, my neck and my, my back. back. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, I want $150,000, but I'll settle out of court today for 20 bucks. Like, yo, that shit is. My neck, my back, my neck and my back. That shit is hilarious. Or, Smokey. Smokey, is that you taking shit? Are you taking the shit? <laughs> No, 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 no! It was even better than that because he's like, I ain't the smartest man in the world. Stand, look like you taking a shit. It's like, don't tell nobody yourself. I won't. Then he's like, hey, everybody, smokers over here taking shit. I won't tell nobody else. Yeah, and 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 I and I I think the comedy in this movie from all the characters, like, it's universal. Like, I I don't think it really matters if you can. Like, it it helps to relate to the characters, but I think funny is just funny. It's just funny. This movie can play in every language in the world yeah. and like no, no matter if you're if you're in Compton California if you're in Mumbai India uh, fucking someplace in the Ukraine <laughs> yeah it's, you gotta, it's very relatable another character you gotta um acknowledge is hey it, motherfucker can I finish okay I'm, <laughs> you, want, you got more places to name uh, I'm gonna give you one more oh, okay. um, so one of the other characters that uh, from this film that I really liked uh, let me let me pull her info up um miss parker sorry i just had it miss parker very small role talk about a small but very impactful presence in a film right to be so memorable in a movie i think she maybe had like 30 seconds of total screen time um as a kid everybody wanted that miss parker and there was one in every neighborhood like when you were a kid you were like 13 14 15 there was always that one you know older woman that scene you know, between, yeah, that, uh, that older mom. woman always scared me right because you're i was always everything afraid scares to you of course <laughs> having millions of dollars scares yeah. you because you should older be very women this is a scary world uh no because it's like you know, you, you didn't know what to do like when you're in a presence you're like uh hey uh how's it going like (laughs) yeah like you because it's like you're attractive but i'm also 10 so i don't know what the fuck to say here a uh funny story like one of my most embarrassing moments and i'll never forget this this is um when we lived uh in columbia maryland in that like neighborhood across from the uh harbor's choice village center uh was it like Cedar Lane or they changed Hobbits, the name a couple like something times. Glenn Finland or Fields? Finland Field. It may have been Finland Fields. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I go into like the leasing office, right? And I think I lock myself out, you know, high school kid or whatever. Like I was either in like towards the end of middle school or the beginning of high school, lock, lock my, left my key in the house, forgot it. So I got to go to the leasing office to get a spare key to get let in. Um, so, you know, the lady who was in the work in the leasing, leasing office bad she was like a miss parker she was bad had on this tight red dress like a Mm. one piece fit perfectly i still remember fit perfectly (laughs) right so i go in i'm like you know i forgot my key you know can you let me in yeah you see why do you have to bounce you just joked about me bouncing around when i'm talking hey can i get that key like what are you what is he talking about you see what you were a bouncer i mean i don't know if I um, never heard him make fun of you, bounce. So I can't. No, I made that, fun of him. He was bouncing. because he made fun of me. Okay, yeah. When did I make fun of you? You did all you? The time, huh? You just <laughs> not for bouncing all the time. You well, just but did. specifically bouncing. Yeah, I never. Heard I don't know. I you just did earlier. You're like, why do you? Why are you doing this? 
Never mind. No, I, you're I probably think, right. Though. I think I you're remember. making. We can li- we can go back listen to this. We episode. can. I think you're uh, making uh, that just up. like always. I will be right. Anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So anyway, so like you know, she's in a tight red dress and she turns around and like bends over the desk. I think she's like signing. Yeah, I'm afraid to hear yeah, the rest of this. She's story. like signing a key. Going. Anyway, so she's turned around, bent over, ass all in my face, and I'm a young man, so I'm like. Yo, so I, I I pretend to like I stand behind. No. I'm standing behind her and I'm like pretending. Of course you do. Like I'm like you know grabbing her waist and humping her right, or, you know fucking her from the back, whatever. And Ugh, I right. look behind me. I'm so disappointed. And then there are two men <laughs> standing behind <laughs> this me. This is just two random men. Uh, one of them was a. Uh, I think he also worked in the leasing office. Maybe like yeah. one of her like coworkers. And then there, did they uh, say something? Other dude was a uh, was um off duty police officer. No, I, I think Arraigned the first victim of the Me Too. The first victim. The first offender of the Me Too. I think he was like a um, like a maintenance guy who like you know worked in uh, did like the housing maintenance or the apartment maintenance, right? Yeah. And then they clearly absolutely saw everything i was doing and they didn't and i think it was that one of those moments between like (laughs) you know where you're an adult and you see this kid doing something stupid you don't make a big deal about it because like you were a kid once and they probably was looking at they probably between a maintenance man and a software they probably were like hey we get it kid that's 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 where the toxic masculinity takes place okay with scenes like that it was not, it was harmless, <laughs> but yeah. I, it was one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had. But anyway, she yeah. was that like Miss Parker. Uh, I don't know. It just reminded me of it. But anyway, so yeah. she, again, she was one of my uh, one of my like low key, you know, one stars of, my, um, of the movie just because she just had such an impactful presence in a small amount of time, yeah, and yeah. everybody remembers. One her. of my um, favorite scenes with Miss Parker uh, when she's talking to Mrs. Jones, <laughs> and then Miss Parker's like, "Call me," and then Mrs. Jones like, "Okay, okay." because <laughs> so yeah, like we all know that reaction <laughs> yeah. from like older like, and then I guess yeah, um, older women like where it's just like <laughs> they're clearly faking the funk, like, yeah. they don't believe the shit that they're <laughs> okay, saying. Okay, okay. Like, call her. Like, no, um, in the same. In the same sense, though, um, a character I was going to go to, Red, um, the same sense, a very small window. But, man, he might have had, to me, the MVP performance from just, just that uh, interaction he had with Debo. <laughs> just My that mom run. gave me that chance. <laughs> that run. <laughs> <laughs> Flopping his like, <laughs> Yo, he came up to him like, no, I wouldn't need trip. <laughs> <laughs> mom said I need to be Yo, I'm about to go watch Friday tonight. <laughs> like, yo, that yeah, was just, like, so good, like. I don't know. That was so good, man. I, I can just watch that part forever. But. Yo, and then he takes off his glasses. He's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Put your glasses back on, man. <laughs> and hey, what what great uh, cinematography in that scene where he gets yeah. punched by Debo? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that low angle shooting upwards to catch, to catch the uh, full yeah, gamut that, of, that of, it, of, of the we're, knockout. We're gonna get to uh, the cinematography here in a yeah, sec. Yeah, but but uh, I, quick shout quick out shout to out. Uh, Jackie Brown and Kimberly Harden, who were the casting uh, Such casting a 90s by. Scene. Um, uh, th- they were the casting by for the film, so uh, shout outs to them. Yeah. Uh, and then, and but speaking, wait, I I, th- I think we may have uh, jumped ahead. I, did you did you have another? No, I just said such a '90s scene that uh scene where he gets punched. Yeah. No. no I yeah. mean, did you have another character? Oh no no no, no no no. Okay, I, I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it, it was like one of those uh scenes, like uh you know, like you watch like the Million Dollar Man. The, not the not, not a Million Dollar Man. Is that like the, ten the, million dollar? The what am I thinking? Million running? Dollar Man. Huh. Make him faster. No, that's the bionic yeah, man. The bionic, yeah. or yeah, whatever. Uh, there, there was a confusion yeah. over that. Even it's very confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the with slow mo. Yeah. Uh, Which you don't see as much anymore. Very, 
very impactful those like yeah. funny slow-mo scenes yeah that's what i was saying such yeah. a 90s scene like yeah. that, that's just something you saw but i, but I think it's time. in this 90s because it's like that's when we could accept it if we saw some shit like that today i don't think it would be received in yeah probably way. not yeah you know what sound i do want to come back those from the 90s the wow wow no, nah, I think in, that could stay in the nineties. In, in too. those funny, like comedic, lighted, lighthearted humor scenes. No, nah, I think that's very um, like. That's, no, that was like when when they're transitioning scenes. Yeah. In the show, it would always hit that sound, and then they cut to like the next yeah. scene. No, you know what you're location. what you're saying. Yeah, I think you reminds me of, and then I think you're talking about this. We we're watching Boomerang the other day, and the part where uh, Eddie Murphy f- first sees um, Robin Givens' character. And then that music comes on that's similar to that. And I, I think it was a lot of those in like the late 80s, early 90s. But I think that still, that like, still happens today. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, not quite not, the not, same. Not the songs, no, but the the scene, though. And they do like a lot of uh, mashups and cuts. We, see, and we saw a movie with this in it, uh, Eighth Grade. Yeah. They had a lot. They had some of that in there. Remember when she Remember? saw the boy at the pool? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, with the uh, eyes. Uh, but shout out to uh, Jerry uh, Lively. He uh, he did the cinematography for Friday, so uh, he was uh, he was obviously you know at least uh, a majority of the one behind that scene with uh, uh, Red getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's talk about the cinematography. Uh, cinematography, real quick uh, about what we like, what we don't like, what's uh yeah what's popping. Yeah, the, I mean uh, cinematography for Friday. Two of the scenes that uh, to me really capture um, the cinematography or or what stood the most out for me in regards to cinematography is like how well it captured um, the neighborhood right a lot of like especially when it's showing like the street you know, I remember the scene where Debo's riding down the street on the bike and you hear this squeaking as he pedals <laughs> and it's that wide angle and, and it really ca- or, and like or the close up view it's of like him pedaling it's a side view yeah. of the of the bike and that reminds me of actually a lot of scenes what's the last movie we, uh, Creed, but it wasn't in Creed. It was like a, it was a movie before Creed. Venom. No, it, it was one of the movies that we we've done. Uh, we, a press we, play on. We, we've done a press play on. Um, where they have like whenever somebody was in a car, they would show widows, like widows. That was it. Was a widows. It was mm-hmm. a widows where they would show like the side view of the car, and yep. you would like, and that's what that reminded me of. Is, yeah, yeah. Is that so particular so shot there's there. a close up of him like pedaling, and then like. You, you kind of get like that wide angle shot of him and like the neighborhood and the environment he's in. Yeah. Um. So so I love that. Like it captured both. Those, you know what like, it's from, right? What? Like Jaws. Because you hear the dun dun. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you'd hear like it was like Jaws, like the 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 uh, uh shark. You yeah. Know, coming to get. You. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you you heard it and you knew. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. And then I, I love like the the more candid conversations between Smokey and Craig, right? It it was very much how two guys in the hood would sit. They would they wouldn't, you know, sit right next to each other on top of each other, but they were still in this very particular space. Um there was a box that was positioned between them. Their chairs were kind of like tilted facing each other. Like they're very much friends. They're comfortable with with each other, right? But and, and these conversations that they're having are like very candid conversations and the camera angle, it gets the full frame of them, but it also gets like the environment next to them. Right. So like in, in the scene where you see Craig's sister enter and she's like yelling at him about something and then goes back in the house, you hear the door slam and there's that like metal grate. <laughs> slam yeah you hear the door slam there's that metal grate that every like house in the hood had right yeah and, like, you're getting all of that like, I, I just I, I look back and I it was really good cinematography 
Yeah. Um. One. All right. The one scene that always just like rubbed me the wrong way, or and I and I don't know exactly why. I just felt either rushed or incomplete. That that scene where Craig and Smokey finally catch the kid, um, who's been riding around the neighborhood kicking out the trash cans. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, they, and they take the and then and they, they finally him. catch him and they whoop him. I, I it was something about that scene that like I don't know what it is. I felt like I felt like it, it just felt rushed. It was like he popped no, up but that's, real quick. I think that's the whole point of it, right? And, and you you could feel it was because I think they even they even sped it up the uh, the part when he was whooping him, but it just seemed like. It just came out of nowhere and like it just happened. I, I don't no, know. It, no, it, it didn't come it, out of that nowhere. That was a part of it. It was like story. a build up. Yeah, Because yeah. remember, the kids got away yeah. first. No, 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 no. no yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that's how the movie even starts. Literally. No, no, is no. With it the, is with the uh, trash cans being kicked over. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and it's Smokey coming out and being like, yo, did you see your trash cans or some shit? Yeah. Like, that's literally how the movie No, no, no. It there. didn't come out of nowhere as in, like, that didn't happen before. But it was, I just felt like they were walking down the street and then it was like, they just interjected. I, I don't know. It always just, even when I was watching when I was younger, just something about that. I didn't well, no, I think they were walking down the street. The kids for. pulled up on a bike and then he, yeah, yeah, he, he tried to take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but then he caught him this time. Yeah. And, and they'd been trying to catch him, like, throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, but um, but like, I think what you were saying is like the scene where they were whooping him. How was it like um, fast forwarded? Kind the of the whole thing. It just always felt weird. But yeah. even that part. Yeah, when it I was, think I think that was the theme throughout the movie because there was like several of those. Remember where like yeah. Smokey was in the chicken coop and he yeah. was high, uh-huh. and they fast forwarded that too. Well, yeah, that to go to one of the um scenes that I really did like was that part when um he's um bugging out going down the street and Hector is uh following behind him in his car and uh he's just going crazy and I, I think they had like if I'm not mistaken it was like maybe a purplish tint or something to it some type of tint it was like some type of haze yeah some yeah type some tint, type yeah. of haze and then it kind of sped up <laughs> I just thought like the way like he was just rolling down the street in his drawers like it was funny but I always liked the, that scene and the um the way they kind of presented it yeah um I think that this, uh, oddly enough, uh, it, it was a movie that I think was centered around the cinematography. Like it was really about capturing the neighborhood, just like you said, a rain, uh, about catching the, uh, the the environment. And one of the things that I really did notice most out of almost anything else, oddly enough, was the it was the doors. It was the slamming yeah. of the doors. It was like that that creaking that 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 steel sort of that like grade thin door. Yeah. gate. Uh, yeah, the, would, very recognizable sound absolutely you know and i think that they capture that well and even though it's not necessarily a part of the cinematography uh but something that coincides with the cinematography is the sound design and i thought that the sound design for this movie was fucking excellent between the squeaky ass bike you know or or um you know uh when somebody would get hit or mm-hmm. something like you know just Smoky's all of his car remember he couldn't so, park exactly. it, and it kept, you know and and like the, <laughs> just even that scene where it's like a one track scene where his car is still going forward and he has to like do some shit and then he does the shit and it's still going it's like he has to you yeah. know what i mean and it's just like one shot of that you know i and i thought that little touches like that like made all the differences in the world and yeah yeah i, yeah, I, can't, I can't i really can't say enough uh, uh, about this movie in terms of, it's just a well-made movie through and through i and i think that it's clear why it spawned you know about three sequels or mm-hmm. however many amount of sequels it had well, wasn't there a, se- a series too, a television series or something no, like that? No, I can't oh, imagine was there, was that, that was the case. Series? That would be very not 
good if that were the case now. But would it be about each Friday? <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd just be, <laughs> they only come out on Saturday, though. That would be the, uh, <laughs> that would be the ironic episodes, part. Yeah, 52 yeah. Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- you know what? That that actually may not be a bad idea, right? 52 weeks in a year. Let's just I don't, let's just say there are 52 Fridays, right? Yeah. Um, 52 episodes over the course of like this one year. This if it were. Life, where they like go to a certain job on every Friday. I, it could work. Yeah, if it was a new story every yeah. episode, I, I could see that being something. If they could write fifty-two good uh stories and keep that going, but um, yeah, I could. Damn, hey, don't steal my idea. I, I, I'm, I'm, that's my idea. Whoever's listening, I think you're safe. <laughs> I think you'll be all right. I, I could, I could, I could pull that off. Yeah. Let me, um, let, let me give me a pen and a paper. Yeah, let me pitch it to the studios. Okay, uh, you, you do that. In it. Um. Uh, so so yeah I can't say enough about this movie it's it just from top to bottom from the cinematography to the sound design uh, to the writing to the to the acting everything was just uh, it, it just came together for this movie and I, and I, yeah. like, I, I, I I'm glad you know kids born you know w- you know in the 2000s they simply just won't understand that comedy they won't understand that world and that that's like for every generation right like people who would watch like uh coming to america in the 80s say like, god you know the people in the 90s don't fucking understand like what this the significance of some of these you know uh uh the the plot points or the 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 the, the comedy that's used or even the cinematography like they won't understand seeing certain things and how mm-hmm. that shit's amazing um but uh but yeah and to, to wrap up cinematography um i i i also think that they whoever did the wardrobe got it they, oh like, yeah it was almost as if they didn't even have like a wardrobe person that they just were just like wear the shit that you wear every day. Yeah, it was very LA. And it was good. Uh yeah. or it was very California, very, yeah. you know, uh South where were they? South Central? Yeah. Um it of course it made all of the sense in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there From was not the, one the flannel outfit. sweaters. Oh, it's a Bernie Mac suit. To mm-hmm. uh, uh, to um, you to just Debo riding around in the wife beater, like you dude, know what I mean. I mean, or, how much times do you see that? Or or I don't, I don't, around was he riding around in a wife beater? I, I thought he, he had no, a wife beater. It was a, it's a at plaid one shirt. I think it might. Well, it yeah, might, he definitely did have the plaid shirt, but yeah. I thought maybe no, one scene he had the wife beater. No, it's either he was playing dice with the uh, wife beater, or he yeah, it maybe. was the bedroom scene where he woke up. Like where yeah 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 and how fucking funny is that scene he just fucking he just like kicks felicia off the bed yeah and like she just flops on the floor and, like, oh. and then smoky <laughs> and then smoky picks up the his dirty ass drawers with the straw and then puts the straw back in the cup oh that's <laughs> nice yeah then he gets up and, and then Ezel, and then Ezel comes in the window and smoky's like please Oh, please, yeah. <laughs> he's like, please go back, go back. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, um. Moving on to the uh, the music of the film, uh, which the uh, the music was done by, uh, Frank uh Fitzpatrick. Uh, and for some reason, all of these people are uncredited. I don't exactly know why. Maybe they just like, thanks for the music. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know. Actually, <laughs> I'll get into that. There's probably, there probably was a lot of that, but yeah. Well, yeah, I know like, there are some problems with, uh, Ezel was saying some stuff. Uh, the character played Ezel. Uh-huh. It's like, Oh, like either they didn't pay him right. Or, oh. or yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that, but there yeah, was yeah, I know he had some, um, like payment some words. Uh, contract issues. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fake, uh, Frank Fitzpatrick, Simon, uh, Franklin and Chuck wild. Uh, were all uh, uncredited, but uh, apparently the music was done by them. 
Okay. Unless I just have that massively wrong. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, what do we think? I mean, uh, the the music. I mean, of course, there it featured a lot of music from like uh, hip hop artists that were big during that time, right? Mac Ten, Two Live Crew, Dr. Dre, Easy E. Um, but the this the the soundtrack had surprisingly a lot of. Um, you know, Booty Collins, Gladys Knight, The Temptations, The Izzy Brothers. So a lot of like very like Motown. Uh, or, or, would that be Motown? No, that wouldn't be Motown. No, that, that would that be would like be... a little bit uh, beyond or past Motown. Yeah. Uh, who, who would that era of music be? Like Izzy Brothers, Booty Collins. No, I know no. Quincy Jones had a lot to do with that. And I watched yeah. this documentary on Netflix recently, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But the music was very relevant to like, you know, to around that time in California, uh, it was probably like a lot of uh, G funk going on, like Warren G type stuff. Yeah, a lot of like that. that. And, and like, I mean, you still had like Izzy Brothers and Gladys Knight. Like, yeah. You, know, you got to think of like how old the characters were, how old like Craig and Smokey were during the time that that movies came out, which was like what? Uh, when does the movie come out anyway? Like 95. 95, yeah. right? So they probably grew up on a lot of the music that was played Absolutely. throughout the show, which was Gladys Knight, Temptations, um, those types of artists. But it was still very relevant in terms of being um, in South Central uh, Compton. So you oh, it's just a reflection of what was actually Mac there. 10. You have sure. Dr. Dre and like, you know, the kind of like gangster rap that was uh, up and coming. So, you know, if it, my, it fit. If it, my it memory. Fit. Uh, oh, what's the song that, that came out? Ring. Ding. Keep your heads. Oh, yeah, ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If my um, facts serve me correct, um, I think Prodigy appeared on the uh, soundtrack prodigy from mob deep under another name and ice cube didn't even know it just a little um i forgot exactly where that some uh, prodigy interview not i was know uh, that at all yeah we have a lot a lot of people don't like ice cube didn't know it <laughs> damn that's, uh, that's pretty cool <laughs> um just a little something i picked up elsewhere but um and and to tie it back to kind of what you were saying about mixing the the cinematography with the with the music or the score or um just some of the sound from the film um the 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 doors and, and the riding down i, I kind of wanted to save that for this but you already talked about it so i'm not going to talk about it too much but i thought all of that was great um but another thing that i was going to jump on with the uh when you were talking about the credits for the uh for the uh, score and the music there was a um a big beef between ice cube and um be real from um cypress hill because Ice Cube wanted Cypress Hill to come on and do a song on the um on the uh soundtrack and the song that he wanted them to use Cypress Hill wanted to save that for his, their albums mm-hmm. um and I think their the Cypress Hill song went throw your sets in the air something something if you don't care but then so Ice Cube just said fuck all that shit <laughs> basically stole the song and then that's the song that, that we like, have on the sound so your neighborhoods oh, in yeah, the yeah. air oh yeah, you don't yeah, care. yeah that was that was yeah that and that, that started that whole them. beef and then um I mean it ended up all good but Ice Cube kind of had a history of that a little bit with just saying like fuck people if you don't want to work how I want you to work or whatever and then he, he basically just jacked the song put it on that soundtrack but I mean, I can, I can kind of not necessarily, well, I guess sort of relate like where it's yo know, like you have a specific song in your mind. And I can almost imagine that he was writing this movie to certain music. Yeah. And it's like you just have it in your mind. This is what I need in this particular yeah. scene. Now, is it what you actually need? Because nobody's actually seen the fucking movie yet. Right, right. No, you know, but 
you like the vibe of the song like everything about it is just like I need this fucking song. Yeah. Like I have to have this particular song. I always thought that was very interesting. Again, I, I watched the Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix recently, which was just like, when you look at the body of work that this man has created, you're like, absolutely fucking incredible. And when he talks about music and he's like, you know, I hear the song in my head and like, I hear the artist that I want to work with. Like I, you know, I hear the person that, can bring this particular rhythm I have in my head alive and I know how I want them to sing it. I think music production is just like an incredible thing and film obviously, you know, follows that same path where when someone's writing a movie, um, just to be able to kind of put together the, the, the cast in their mind, like who would be perfect for this role? Like the music that's going to play into these particular scenes, um, the setting, like where I want this movie to be based and you're just in that initial writing phase. I just think that's, uh, it's amazing like forethought being able to think so far ahead uh, yeah I don't, I don't i don't necessarily think i see it as and maybe it might be this case for some other people but you know i know for me like it's it's not you don't necessarily see ahead it's just things give you feelings right mm-hmm. so for instance a really quick example is uh I, it's gonna sound really weird but i wrote an entire basically almost an entire screenplay to uh, a justin timberlake song not one of his like weird not weird but like not one of his pop songs but like uh this was off his 2020 experience and it was mm-hmm. the last track is called uh uh blue ocean floor um and this is really weird surreal sort of like um a melodic sort of song um and uh I, the book the, the song gave me an idea for a scene and the scene sprawled out into like an entire screenplay mm-hmm. and i think that that's how it happens for some people something gives them an idea and then they take it and they run with it along the uh, uh over the course of time yeah when you're developing then you start getting ideas of like oh hey like I, I this is kind of the character that i see playing this and this is sort of who i see kind of playing it and i think you do that because it helps you sort of visualize yeah. better you know i mean and it helps you sort of uh, it helps flesh out some of the the ideas better if you have an idea of like like definitive ideas because if it's just abstract, it's harder to like pinpoint. It's harder to like write quirks for a character. It's harder like and for me, it's not just like I don't envision like famous people playing my characters i just envision like people i know yeah so i'm like this character is this person that i know and that's how i can give them the weird little tick you know or like i remember one character that i wrote always like i know this one guy i used to work with he would always say like like cliches like he would like uh i I don't know name any like fucking cliche like he'd start the morning like yeah something something like the weather or some shit like it would be like a cliche about like the weather and, and like i would look at him like you're not even a real person right now <laughs> like like yeah. talking to me like a normal person <laughs> like and so the character that i wrote has that uh, you know one of the characters i wrote had this has this quirk where he's just like he just says like cliches like all the fucking time and you're just like what? yeah i like i, yeah. I and i think that's a very interesting process like yeah. you know you're you're, you're you you can not really create or think of a or write a story to a character without like a face or, or a name. Yeah. Um, you need something to hold pulling, on to. Yeah. Just like you can't think about color without shape, right? You can't, mm. you can't think about shape without color. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you like, if you think about a, a, a color right now, mm-hmm. what shape is it? Blue circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, I think like art kind of follows that same path where, 
Um, you're you're writing a movie, and like you said, a song could spark an idea, a uh, idea for a scene. Mm-hmm. That scene sparks an idea for um, a character. That you know, then it sparks an idea for other characters in an entire movie. I just I just always think that's an amazing process, which is why we're here because we all love film and we all yeah. love, like the creativity behind it. Yeah, uh, and and I think the 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 me- to wrap up this uh, the music uh, for the film. Um, uh, you know, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed everybody's sort of like you know the intro song uh specifically debo's right mm. uh you know yeah. hearing is dun 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 mm-hmm. dun like I, I just that's up there with uh jason and uh who else got a good i wouldn't know i wouldn't say it's up there with that it's up there i don't know i don't know about that i can't i can't ride with that top 10 but it's on the top 15 character intros i don't know I don't know. I don't know where to put it in that, yeah. but I know that when I watch this movie, I know that something that I notice very uh, distinctly is this uh, this intro music for uh, for for Debo. Um, but um, but yeah, um, do we have any other sort of notes? No, I mean, I, I think that I think obviously Friday is a is a is a press play. Um, oh, I've I've press look, played on it. We many press times. played on it. Countless times. Yo, and uh, now that it's ha- on Netflix, I got you have no excuse. You have no excuse. If you, you haven't you seen go it, press play you on have this movie. Netflix. Yeah. You, that next episode of Orange <laughs> is the New Black, it can it wait. Can wait. <laughs> that watching that episode of um of The Office for the sixth time can wait. Uh, uh, although I don't know, uh, there's no excuse now. Uh, if, if you tell me you've never seen Friday, uh, especially if you've never now, seen I don't trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before well, I questioned you, yeah. now I don't trust you. Yeah, if, you, if you've never so watched Friday, you're you you have a very questionable character. Uh, if you've never seen Friday, but if it's just been a long time since you've seen it, please go go and press play on that movie. I guarantee you, it's a fun fucking time. Like I, again, and I, there are some movies that don't hold up, right? That mm-hmm. like, you watch, you're like, this shit is dated as fuck. There is nothing dated about Friday. Yeah. Like literally, like nothing. Like the clothes, I'm like that that could pass today. Hey, it's um, still coming back. The language. That shit can pass today. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there, there's just nothing about it that is, it's just timeless. It's a yeah. fucking timeless movie. Uh, we press play on it. You do as well. Yeah. Upwards and onwards. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so let's wrap this up really quickly. Um, yeah. uh, the New York Times uh, recently issued a list of the, uh, um, the the best shows and uh, no, it's just shows actually. Best TV shows of 2018. Well, you know, you know what? Let's Let's shelve that. Let's shelve that for our next show. Oh, do you want to save that? I do want to save that. I do want to save that. Okay. I feel like that's going to be a longer discussion. And uh, you than might be right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to well, be continued. TBD. On the next episode Wait, TB, of TBC. To be continued. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Jesus. TBC. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what, I, what I actually kind of want to uh, end on tonight. Uh, so, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we started a little segment called uh, Film School, and I would like to uh, give yeah. you uh, another uh, rendition of, uh, of Film School. Uh, we did the last one on uh, directors, and if you haven't, please go check that uh, that out. Uh, it was a really good uh, conversation that uh, Fave and I had about uh, what a director is, what they do, you know, uh, all the ins and outs as far as directors go. Um, tonight, we are going to focus our film school uh, analysis on producers. Uh, we're going to talk about what producers do, uh, you know, uh, some of the myths behind producers and, uh, you know, uh, how you can kind of uh, follow that that trail if that's what you want to do. Uh, so first off, uh, you know, clearly we have to define what a fil- uh, film producer is. And uh, to give you a very sort of textual uh, 
definition uh, definition of, of a film producer. Uh, a film producer is uh, a person who oversees production uh, of a film, and that's a very sort of blanket term um, uh, or, or definition of it. Uh, but it, 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 the producer is either employed by a production company or working independently, um, uh, and uh, they essentially sort of uh, plan and, and coordinate um, aspects of the film production, such as like uh, the script, uh, coordinating writing and directing and editing, uh, and arranging financing and all that good stuff. Um, uh, but but to mainly to, to to define mainly what a producer does, uh, it's very hard, right? Because there's so many different types of producers when uh, you know when you talk about a film. Um, but if if you wanted to be practical about it, uh, you can kind of break it down into two different um, spheres. Either they help with the development slash production of the of the film, or they help with the financing, or they just do all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, the reason why I was saying that it, it depends on you know what director uh, or I guess what type of director you're talking about. Uh, just to give you uh, an example, you have. Uh, your executive producer, right? Uh, you've got your associate producer, your assistant producer, co-producer, supervising producer, coordinating producer, uh, line producer, right? All of these producers do very different things or do very similar things depending on the fucking movie, right? right. It all depends on the project. Uh, but just to give you a summary real quick, so an, an executive producer is essentially sort of the uh, head honcho, the, the, the producer who's uh, essentially in charge of overseeing the entire project. Now, it can either be that or it could just be somebody who donated a bunch of fucking money right yeah. uh, and or not donated but you know put up some of their money or uh, and a name film. to attach to it to bring exactly some type of like you know hey uh uh you know um uh what's his uh what's the famous uh, director uh scorsese martin scorsese executive producing this show or this movie or whatever and you're like oh okay i'll go check that out because their name's attached to it exactly. they may or may not be even remotely involved with the project um but uh if if, if the executive producer is involved then they're they're going to be sort of the overseer of the entire project um uh, you, you have your associate producer who uh, essentially handles certain aspects of the production um, that's assigned to producer. Usually the uh, associate producer works through uh, all three phases of the production, um, you know, from um, pre-production, production, and then post-production. Um, but then again, associate producers can also be somebody who just gave a shit ton of money. Um, that's going to be a reoccurring thing. Um, assistant producers is basically uh, uh, works on tasks that are uh, assigned by the associate producer. Um Co-producers, self-explanatory, just producers who, you know, work together. Uh, supervising producer, that's also sort of self-explanatory. It can be basically somebody who's like overseeing a certain department, um, you know, um, in, in terms of the, the production. Um, uh, and, and so a lot of times you'll have heads of departments and they'll report to the supervising producers mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the film. Uh, and then you, of course, have uh, coordinating producers who essentially help coordinate uh, like so say if you have like multiple projects right like uh, say if you okay uh, Marvel Kevin Feige uh, I would have to I don't know exactly his job title but I would have to assume he's something like a coordinating producer um, uh, for Marvel and their films because he helps sort of coordinate the entire thing right. where you have directors and producers that are you know assigned to certain films but he's sort of handling coordinating the entire 
thing and making sure everything sort of makes sense together. Um, and then you have line producers who are essentially like they do basically like the physical things. Um, so like they're on set, they're 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 doing things uh, um, physically speaking um, for for a film. Um, those are your sort. There's a lot more in terms of producers, um, but that's that's sort of like the main sort of bulk of of uh, your producers involved. Question. So if you could, and I, I don't know if you kind of already did this and it just slipped by me, yeah. maybe explain or inform the difference or similarities between a, a producer and a casting director or a, some, or a scallant tout or what did I just <laughs> <laughs> talent, talent, talent tout. Because um we because when we when we think of a, a producer, I think a lot of people they think of someone who who does find um talent. Yeah, is that not in the description no. at all? No, they can. Uh, so for in, it, and again, this is why. And then what the, would that be between a, a casting director? Yeah, it, it it just depends on your film, right? Because you have some films that are uh uh sort of um brought to life by the producer right the producer gets everybody together the producer hires the director the uh, editor the uh the casting director all those people the producer takes care of hiring all of those sometimes it's the director that brings the producer on the director that wants to do a project or the studio that wants to do a project so they bring a certain producer along um so depending on your film your producer can have very different roles but if you're talking about like a casting director the casting director is really only concerned about casting that's it when you're a a, a producer you're more of trying to think about sure casting but then how does the casting work with financing how does the financing work with the overall goal of the pro like you know what i mean you, you're thinking about multiple things than just the one thing if you're a casting director all you're really worried about is hey who do i have the best actor or actress for this particular role it's the producer's job to think about everything that that is a new movie comes with. out tom cruise is in it mm -hmm. who got tom cruise the it, producer it or, or could it be a it could variety be, of people it could be a variety of people yeah it could be like yeah. the, the director who's like you know exactly has a previous relationship with tom yeah uh, maybe a casting director who's like hey you know you, this film's in the works do you be good for it um, it could be another actor in the film, like, hey, yep. you know, like I want to recruit you to. I think that's what happened with, um, uh, with, was it the Wolf of Wall Street, where, uh, oh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill, yeah, yeah. I, 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 know, I know Jonah Hill was like paid almost nothing yeah. to work on that film, and I think he just wanted to work with like um, Scor yeah. who is it? Who's Scorsese, directed it? Scorsese, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it was DiCaprio because they're like good friends who kind of like recruited him into that film. Um, I think they didn't have the budget to pay Jonah Hill much, but he was like, "Yo, I'll take." I mean, that's a fucking come on. Yeah, I'll like, take two hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think Caprio was a part of recruitment for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's why a lot of times, like, so, so for instance, if you look at some of these shows, right, that have, especially the shows that have been running for a long time, um, you'll see some of the actors and actresses begin to have producing credits yeah, yeah. because they start playing larger roles in the direction of the show, mm -hmm. um, and you know, like. So, for instance, by the end of the office, Jim or um, John and I, Jason Jim, Krasinski, or John John Krasinski, John Krasinski. you know, um, uh, she plays Pam. What's her name? Um, 
Yeah, I forget her name. We know her. Um, but the and then the guy who plays um Dwight, you know, they, they all have producing credits because they all play larger roles in keeping that show running, keeping that show going. You know, yeah. they, they you know I'm sure they're doing things behind the scenes that um they didn't do clearly at the beginning of the film uh, or yeah. film or uh, beginning of the show. Um, so so yeah. Um, the the main point I I, I want to say with the producing is at some point everybody produces something if especially if you want to do your own like you want to make your own film um you're going to have to be a producer in a way because you're going to have to find the people to help you make it and just in that thought you're automatically a producer you know because you're going out you're finding people to bring this thing to life which is essentially um, what a producer does is just—I think the long and short of it—a producer just makes shit happen. You know what I mean? Whether it's finding money or whether it's finding—you uh, uh, know—at uh, talent, uh, finding, finding the directors, find the uh, finding the people to find the talent. Um, all of those things, producers just get shit done. You know, they make shit happen. There's been a lot of um, great producers that we can think of. Tell me about Harvey Weinstein. I can't tell you anything about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I think you know we live in a prime age where I think producers have a lot of swag, have a lot of like, you know, they have a lot of uh, what's the word of the clout. Word, yeah, <laughs> word of eighteen clout. Yeah, uh, you know, um, but I think that that has sort of run its course, um, and now it's getting to a space where it's just like not nah, like look let's just do this shit on talent like the talented people you know will select for certain projects the ones who aren't just don't you know yeah no more of this you know hey lick my balls and you got this role you know yeah um, i mean i think across all industries um the term producer has you know it's it's one of those titles that's given in place of uh like vagueness in terms of like you know i don't know what your role really is but you're handling these responsibilities or like you're you know you work with this team and on that team you're the producer right um in music that's what that's happening a lot now where people who you know you might make a beat and then people are calling themselves producers yeah or you might be a dj who can like you know cut together some 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 records and some sound and then they're calling themselves producers whereas that's not really what a producer is like there's a difference between you know a beat maker a dj an engineer sound engineer and like an actual producer um that's happening in, in film it's even happening in like um you know marketing and like advertising which is like the industry that i'm in right where a lot of like creative agencies who are used to having like producers people who are in charge of like getting work from or getting creative briefs or getting work from uh the development stage or the ideation stage when Mm -hmm. you're working with clients to like like let's say you're doing a coca-cola campaign It's, it's taking the campaign from like idea to uh through full development whereas even that role is now like uh we don't really need producers you just need creative people you know people to manage relationships and project managers we don't really need a producer uh so it's interesting look you could look at across a variety of industries and you could see that type of role disappearing because it's like yeah. uh we just need creative talented hardworking people yeah. um to get a lot of these things done so yeah I- interesting perspective yeah. um and then then just to give you some examples of uh, just some sort of like uh some more notable director or not directors uh um 
producers. Uh, so you have, of course, like uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Jason Blum. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Jason Blum is uh, uh, he, he's um, uh, he's the head guy at uh, Blumhouse, which is uh, essentially like a, uh, a production company that um, can't really. I, and I might be wrong about this, but really came on in the uh, the early 2000s um, going forward. Uh, and then you also have people who, you know, they know like uh, Michael Bay's pretty, you know, notable producer as well as like uh, 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 Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's you know, clearly more known for directing, but they clearly have their hands, you know, in production, in, in, in production as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking to sort of take that role of a producer, uh, you know, I would say that it just takes the, you have to be almost fearless with being in terms of being producer. Cause you, you have to be the one to make the call to get the actor or actress that everybody says, no, you can't get them. That's not, that's not, remotely possible you have to be the one to make the call about uh we don't have any more money we need more money yeah you know you got to be made it will make that call uh actor or actress is flipping out you got to be the one that be like all right let's let's uh let's let's rein this back in let's let's figure yeah. out what we need to do you know uh your director's unhappy you got to find out how to fucking you know get that back on on, on the uh, on the tracks yeah uh, so, so you yeah. know what's funny and, and yeah. i've mentioned quincy jones a few times today but um again a, a part of his documentary uh series that, that i watched was um you know or a part of that they showed the process that he took to to put together the opening of the or curating the like production for the opening of the african-american museum in washington dc yeah. and you know, it was he put together the music, the sound, the guests, the run of show, who would sit where, yeah. um, who would appear during what day or what time, um, you know, down to like some of the smallest details. And yeah. to that point, like, I think they were trying to get hold of somebody like they were trying to get hold of Oprah to make an appearance or to host. Um, and they were trying to get like Stevie Wonder to do music. And I think the, the person who he was working with couldn't get a hold of Oprah. And he was just like. Okay, let me let me call her now. And then he called, and then soon as like one ring, and Oprah picked up. Like, <laughs> hey, Quincy. Hey, Quincy. He was like, Hey, Oprah. You know, we're yeah. doing this thing, uh, African American Museum, Washington D.C. I really need you here. Can yeah. you make it? Yes, Quincy. <laughs> and yeah. it, like that's how powerful and respected he was. Yeah. Um, but it, it just shows like the the breadth of responsibilities a producer would oh, uh, would take. They're and, endless. And again, yeah. he, he was like the the greater producer of the show he was like really high level um and then he had people handling smaller tasks of course but um you know it's just one of those roles where there could be so many different responsibilities for a producer yeah yeah then and and, and, uh, and that's why it's hard to like nail down exactly what a producer does because again depending on the project your producer can you know just be sitting on a couch at home you know, because they just gave a shit ton of money or your producer can be running around with you, you know, with their fucking hair, hair on fire, doing all sorts of crazy shit. You know, yeah. um, it just, it fucking depends, you know, um, producer so. could do, make sure everyone's fed. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, hey, you're the food, real talk. uh coordination hey. or producer. You make sure everyone on a cast gets fed. Real right. Talk. And you're, honestly on a film set, that might actually be the most important thing. Yeah. Like fuck everything else. Cause you don't that want Christian Bale to be hungry. <laughs> On set, he's gonna curse Get this you man out. some Chick Fil A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was film school for this week. Uh, next week, I don't know exactly uh, what I'll be diving into, but uh, I know it'll be good. That's that's really all. Let's I know um, for let's now. talk about you know 
casting directors next week okay. and, and yeah, that sure. responsibility and it's like some yeah. of the great um, casting directors not too long ago I watched the casting director who like discovered some of the most amazing talent in Hollywood yeah. like um, yeah we, we talked about this before I forget her name yeah. but uh, um, I forget her name yeah. too but I'd really love to like dive the, the, into that there's a documentary it was uh it's called casting by um it's, yeah it's what I, the I think that was it. called yeah on hbo let me ask a question and you could tell me if it's something better served for the casting um director convo or a production company sure. or the production convo when, when uh when you see uh an actor or actress they're in one show one movie then they're just everywhere what what why is that why does that happen is that really kind of maybe relegated to the that person's acting ability was that uh, a more production thing it, of uh, from from what i understand it it's less about the talent because there are some extremely talented people that you know you see in one movie and you're just like you just never see them again um but i think they're it, it, i mean there's th- probably th- no, no, so many yeah, factors th- there there are so many factors but i i think it, it is a conscious especially when you talk about like mainstream movies right um and then also it becomes with familiarity right so like all of these actors and actresses they all have agents right and their agents are constantly pushing them for roles and they want to get them the most roles that they can possibly get and especially if you do well with a particular film now people know you're a proven commodity right so they're like all right hey we need this person and you know uh all hollywood does all really all filmmaking is just recycling you know it's like hey I, like if I know if I wanted to make a movie today, I'm less likely to just be like, I want to cast it full of unknowns. And I'm more likely to say, hey, this, it's just think of it. Like if you want to fucking get hired for a job, people want to know you've had a job previously that, you know, they can bank on that. Hey, this person knows what they're doing as soon as they like day one. You don't want a case where you're yeah. like, you don't want the fuck you're doing, you know. Um, so to, to sort of answer your question, um, I, I think it is. It, it, sure they are they I, I might think, be talented I think the answer to it is is probably the best answer is agents you know i think I, I don't i don't i don't think it's just the agents though i think it's it, well, not like, just so for, but i would say best but so, i could be wrong so for instance uh jennifer lawrence is one of the last ones that i can remember that it was just like she, jennifer lawrence was like forced on, on and i'm not saying she isn't talented super talented actress but she was clearly forced on everybody and everything and still kind of is, you yeah. know? And I think that it's a conscious effort of producers, of uh, directors uh, to say, we want Jennifer Lawrence in our film because uh, she's, she was essentially like the it girl of the time because she just had whatever the combination is that they wanted. I guess she might've gotten good with certain directors, certain producers and then it's just like once it catches fire and once they know you can you're bankable yeah then it's hey and before jennifer lawrence it was the girl from like harry potter um you think yeah she played in snow she... white too she was in uh beauty um, and beast the, the wolf and vampire movies the wolf and vampire. wait what are you movies, talking about who, who are you talking about who's the girl from the girl who harry played Hermione. Uh, fuck what's what name? wasn't she in like the wolf and vampire movies it was a book wolf series and, no they are thinking of two different women that was uh kirsten or kristen not dunst you know it was kristen stewart. stewart kristen stewart yeah, there, yeah. there are two different people <laughs> oh one is emma stone <laughs> yeah the other is yeah. kirsten the, well, the last person Kristen's, yeah it was emma stone, emma stone the, was in who's the other emma who's in um, emma birdman watson 
or or Emma. Yeah, that's yeah, Emma, that's Emma M- Stone. You're thinking of Emma Watson. You're confusing everyone. Emma Watson and, <laughs> and Kirsten. It's like six people in this universe. <laughs> hold Emma, hold Emma hold Watson hold and Kirsten let me, let me, Stewart. Let me, let me, that, that's it. That's it. Emma Watson, Kirsten, Kirsten Stewart, Stewart, Kirsten Stewart, yes, Stewart yeah. whatever. The latest person that I can yeah, think of. They are of different people. Is um Sterling um K Brown, who probably is most famous now for uh This Is Us. But as soon as he um he played on American Crime Story um OJ Simpson story, he was yeah, he everywhere. Up. Yeah, he blew up, and yeah. and that's how it happens, right? Is is that you you are in one thing that's wildly successful, and people are like, hey, we liked you in that. Here's another thing, and here's another thing, and he, and it just it's it's a it's a you're bankable. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's what's like a self fulfilling prophecy, right? It's it's like um you know it's just like anything else, like that just continues to feed itself you know in, in spite of if you have any reason. movie that you know, a lot of stuff's gonna blow up it's gonna be a bad guy we're gonna chase him down catch him save the yeah, city jason statham get the rock or jason statham yeah you know I mean? yeah one of those two yeah um yeah but uh yeah that's uh that i hope that sort of yeah, yeah. answered that question um all right well uh we clearly spent a lot of fucking time a lot, a of, lot of fucking time <laughs> <laughs> Am I from Canada? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where, where that from. came from. Yeah, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about a lot of crazy shit today. Um, we appreciate you guys rocking with us this long. If you stay with us this long, uh, always appreciated. Um, and uh, yeah, please uh, hit that like button, hit that s- subscribe button. But even more than that, uh, share the podcast with anybody and everybody. We are you. Yes, you listening right now. I'm not talking to the abstract you. I'm talking about you timothy i don't know if timothy's no, there's a timothy no. listening bad name can we what name is like a more maybe harold harold you harold, you harold. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and share this or uh mod i don't know why harold no, and mod i, I guess mod, that's why i thought no. of mod um uh listening to this podcast share it with uh your family friends share uh, it on coworkers. facebook right now yeah 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 don't even wait just put it on don't think about it yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, Facebook's maybe on Facebook, already yeah. sharing. Actually, all of you know your what? Shit. Actually, you know what? Because we know Facebook's going to share it with a lot of other things. So, oh yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they will share it. You'll start getting a lot of random phone calls and emails, but uh, <laughs> share it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. Um, aside from that, uh, again, we are going to be at Mountain Vernon Marketplace uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, December 11th. Please pull up come through uh we are going to be having our trivia night along with uh our dvd exchange and we will be wearing our ugly sweaters we hope you do as well uh we hope to see your lovely fucking faces there uh aside from that i don't know if we really have anything else fellas i think um i think we can go ahead and hit the very a very usual protocol fade out peace the deuces I don't know what that was. It's very strange.